PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. What is up, my dudes? I uh, didn't see anything this week because I've been prepping for the most disruptive move I've ever had to do. So I hope to see Pet Cemetery tonight. The only thing I've uh, ingested this week is the new pup record, Morbid Stuff. It's fantastic. All right, back to boxes. Stay cool, Billy D. Chris Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to his shit. Welcome to Cinema Crespo Tiso. Oh, air horn, Drew. How's it going, buddy? You ruined the entire intro with that air horn. I know. Every time. Because Rob Ryder only does great work. AgonAudio.com. Check him out for your uh, musical needs. He's an award-winning composer. He's been doing a lot of synthwave stuff recently. Ah, I wonder where I like, he got that inspiration I like, from. I, I, I like his driving synth. Did you see the synthwave squirrel? I saw synthwave squirrel, <laughs> yes. I wonder where Rob is getting the synthwave inspiration. It's as if someone suggested he do a song. Hmm. And yeah, I, I think at one point in time he said something about maybe making a synthwave album. Dude, I want that album. I want that album. Ladies and gentlemen, hang out with Juicy Cogburn. Drew, how are you doing? I'm doing. I'm here. That's, that's all you get. Yeah, it's fine. I've I'm, had out I'm your okay sass today. We've been hanging out for hours already. We Too have. much time. We watched an entire... I mean... We'll talk about that later. That's, all. that's, that's anymore, for the so patrons. If you want to know about that, sign up for our patreon.com. But we have a guest. First time guest. He's part of the PFT Network. I'm super excited to have him here. <gasps> and his crazy hair, ladies and gentlemen. It is Elliot from Orlando. Hello. Give me some applause. Oh, I hit the button twice. There. Woo! I recognize that sound. Yeah. That's from the intro. That is from the intro. Which is a great little intro. It pumps you up real quick, and then a quick <laughs> scream, and then here we go. Let's get the show started. How's it going, Elliot? It's going really well. Good to see you, sir. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate I it. I am honored. Thank you, man. Uh, Off Cuts. Yes. Episode 7, uh, I think, was the one that just came out. Yeah, probably. Technically, seven, six. There are only <laughs> six know. available. Pick a number. Yes. There, yeah, so. Episode 2 is in the shitter, Drew. <laughs> Don't you worry about that now. No, that one's fine. Uh, we'll talk about offcuts in the second half of the show. Okay. Also, uh, Orlando meets yes, as well. Oh, uh, world renowned for their burger. No, I'm just you know, <laughs> that's off mic Joker bringing in the on oh, my conversation. Right. Callback, callback, off mic callback. That usually doesn't work. Doesn't for, yeah. I mean, it works for us now. Yeah, we're but it doesn't work for the people actually listening because they don't know what the fuck we're talking. Podcasting about. is ultimately a selfish medium, so uh, oh, it, I, the jokes are for us. And I sit the in the dark and listen to my own work, like everything I've ever been on, and just like vibe like Kanye West. Yeah. You know, like, yes. Yeah, my jams. Yeah, getting off on your own supply. Like, yeah, this, <laughs> this feels See, good. That, like, that's funny. I don't <sighs> listen to podcasts at all. He does not. That's right. Really? I don't, li- no, don't listen. <laughs> he doesn't listen. Not a, no, not not a, a single, bit. Not a single one. Not a one. I've been on this one for five years. Haven't listened to a single episode. T- talk a- radio growing up? Howard no, Stern, no, no. Loveline, no, yeah, Loveline. I, used to, I used to watch Loveline back used to, in the day. Used to watch, used to watch it. it. No, no. Yeah, okay, not, so I used radio. to fall asleep with the the radio like directly against my ear there listening to uh, Drew Garabo and uh, Loveline on 104 back in the day. Right here, here in town. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Howard uh, in the morning. I, See, with I, Melissa I, Fox. I used to fall. Yeah, that is Melissa yeah, Fox. I used to fall asleep listening to Bub the Love Sponge on 93.3 The Power. Okay, so you did listen a little bit growing up. I fell asleep listening to. Corn. I, I don't know why I was doing that. I because it was soothing. the 90s. It was the 90s. It, it was the delightful 90s. A lot of Rage Against Machine as well. Music. Yeah. 
Uh, up north, what was the talk radio up north? I mean, obviously Howard Stern, but he was so national yeah, anyway, yeah. even though it was based out in New York. And the nighttime radio, I don't know what it was. I think it was just Dr. Drew's Love Line, which again, I think was just national, yeah. syndicated because he was so goddamn big. Uh, but now we're all doing it. We're all doing our own love lines, and we have our own sponge armies and whatever's going on here. We're developing. Drew, you want to lead our new sponge army? No. Are you sure? Positive. Drewster's uh, <laughs> called the Drewster Sponge War. Where no, you go out? No. That sounds like an awful. The Drubians. Idea. Yeah, the Drubians and their sponges. No, we'll no, talk about that no, off. I'll convince you later no, to do that. Here they're sea cucumbers. That means the Drubian sea cucumbers. <laughs> that means I actually have to put in like effort and no, work. No, 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 no. You're just the face of it. Yeah. Yeah. Just plaster your face like a marks. Obey style. Hey, we can, <laughs> you can get with that. Well, just give us a stencil outline of your face. I am. It says Drubians unite underneath, and yeah. then we will go around town yeah, yeah. and spray paint that shit in the cover of a uh, light. Yeah, we'll that's just, how it, works, we'll right? just bomb it. Yeah, we'll bomb it around town. <laughs> I always did want to do that with the Crespity so logo. Like, yeah. come up with stencils and run around downtown and spray paint so the sidewalks. Work. The work. Screw the work. I'm too much of a pussy. So, I don't want to get arrested for vandalism so like that. I am not street punk so like work. that. Do the tiniest bit of meth and you'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. Seriously, just a little bit. Just a little just bit. Just a little bit. The tiniest bit. Yeah. Well, well, just I mean, a pencil-sized little yeah. pencil lip. Drew can help me out And then you'll clean your entire house afterwards, too. Yeah. Oh man, I got this uh, stuff from Truly. You know what? Never mind. We're going. We have a show to do here. Right. Uh, we're going to talk about some movies. Uh, are you a horror fan, Elliot? Yes. Do you like the original Pet Cemetery? Yes. Uh, uh, okay, so I was actually talking about this morning. I yeah. spent the entire morning doing the main accent that Judd has. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, uh, that uh, northern, that main, uh, no, southern. It's a bad road there. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes well, dead is better. Well, now we got new Judd, right? John, let's go. Uh, Ed, Fred Tredgwin was original. Yeah. Herman Munster, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, although when I see him, I think of uh, Judge and my cousin Vinny. He's that's actually mm. the first thing I think of. Really? Of, oh, yeah. yeah. Instead of Herman Munster right. for, for Fred Wynn. You were totally right. Um, just because I watched that movie so many yeah. times, right at the right age mm-hmm. for it to make an impression. And uh, this one we got Judd Lithgow as Judd Lithgow. John, John Lithgow. John Lithgow as Judd, the new neighbor in with Jason Clark. All right, we already were upgrading from the old movie to the new movie. Jason Clark from whoever was that guy. Who is that guy? Yeah, it doesn't matter. I don't even remember. It's just some guy. It doesn't matter. Some regular guy. Just some regular dude. A, a vessel for this super dark, fucked up story. Who plays Pascal? Uh, is it scene it's for just, scene? It's just no. It's no. not. The beginning is yeah. up until a point. It is almost exactly the same. Yeah. They do eliminate the uh, and you know. Spoilers, we're not going to get into that many. Uh, we won't get into spoilers. Here's a few details, though. They get rid of Wait, the... Wait, is it... Okay, so you, but we can still talk about the original. The original, absolutely. In context. Okay. We can talk about the original. Oh, absolutely. <coughs> I just don't want to give away what happens just because it just came out. But they do swip, uh, swap a few things mm-hmm. that are very big Dale changes. Kiff was the original. Was the original dad. Yeah, yes. fuck that guy. Uh, Jason Clark, big up. <laughs> the... Um, the they switch a couple of things. Actually, they show it in the trailer. So okay. I'll say this: they they switch which kid dies. Yes, so it's a girl. Yes, and the older the older girl uh-huh. sibling dies. Mm-hmm. And they, but it's still the same dynamic. It's still the young boy and the, and yeah. the young boy. And they set up the scene beautifully. Uh, it's actually maybe one of the best scenes in the movie. Just tension wise, yeah. you know what's coming. Uh, but then they sw- sw- they swip it on. And I'm surprised that they showed that in the marketing. It does free us up then to talk about it here. Mm-hmm. But but there's so much though. Okay, so let's assume. 
for the rubric of this yes. that we can cover anything which in which the Venn diagram converges. Yes, yes. Right? So things that like occur in both movies. Yes, yes. Okay. yeah, we can talk about both. For example, in the because they also showed us in the marketing in the original the tendon getting Slicing sliced. Cut, yeah. uh, I played it, with John. <laughs> same thing happens yeah. uh, in this one. It's extended. Though. Now it's wait. Does she have the creepy undead voice like the boy had? Oh my god, it's so funny. Yeah, well, it she also so, has and, and creepy like half, creepy dead eye, half smashed, weird like retard face. She does. Oh, so she's not fixed up like the boy was. Well, she will come back. They, they kind of go into it because, you like, should, obviously, because they, they, yeah. like, yeah. like, I guess you don't, you don't see it, but like, they probably had an open casket because, like, she is like almost pristine in the front. When they when they open her staples up, yeah. in her head, yeah, but, yeah, but they, do, they do, and and side of her face looks like she has Bell's palsy. Yeah. Like, it's, okay. it's not moving when she's talking, no. which then gives it a very comical kind of thing. But here's the cool thing about it: so she they spend a lot of time to, because she is older, they can develop her character more in this version versus the kid Gage. No one gives a shit about Gage. He's a little boy. No, but I think that's that's the juxtaposition is better. Because, like, okay, so he has supernatural strength. Mm -hmm. He's got all these weird, creepy movements because he is a toddler and is a tiny little boy. Well, like, body. She still gets that stuff, too, because yeah. she's only, what, 10 years old? What, 9 years nine. old? She just celebrated her 9th birthday. If you can yeah, be right? in a child yeah. army, that's old enough. You know what I'm saying? It's a yeah. little too old for that certain she's, creep factor. She's the army general. She's yeah. the one leading the child army no, at 9 years cat, old. The cat. Yeah. Oh, the, the cat, cat is the general. Church. The cat is totally the general. Church, church needs <laughs> the shit. Church is running that shit. Church was the first one to cross over and yeah. come back. Uh, yeah, all that stuff is the same with the cat and all okay. that, right? And same, same color. That kind of cat, like the Persian. No, different no, cat. Different. Uh, Russian blue. I think. I think, I think it's more like a Maine Coon. Actually, Ooh. it was a furry because his his hair gets cat. super matty. Cat fancy cinnamon crispity. I know. I can't. No, nah, not my strength. I can uh, attest to that. It was. I compared to the other one. The thing with this one, this cat, you can like make the fur look stickier. Yeah, because uh, it's super long. They could make the cat look crazier oh, than yeah. than okay. the original one, which is really funny because it was just it was just a poof ball. Mm. It had crazy eyes, but it was also kind of poofy. You know, oh, I saw yeah. it. I saw it pet it. Um, so they switch up what happens when they switch up the with the boy and the girl they spend more time developing the girl so when it happens you feel it more the family like oh shit cause they, uh, I assume you can't tell me if she kills Gage or not well I don't yeah I don't want to get into that who dies after that and it is cause there's some reveals and some switching and there's they some, do, there are some they, further reveals they, they, of switching along twists. the way Especially if you know what's going on, there's yeah. twist upon mm. twist for what you expect. I will say this though: the original book and the original Pet Cemetery movie are both very dark. They descend into the darkness and they do not let you out. No. This movie ain't changing that. Okay, right. I thought you were going to say some kind of redemption. No, <laughs> nope. This no. one keeps, no, keeps it going. that down. Is it Castle Rock? Yeah, it's still, it is, as a matter okay. of fact. It is Castle Rock. And uh, I read this online recently. Stephen King said when he wrote this book. He wrote it because... Lots he, of cocaine. He, I think it was during the cocaine period, and he was living in a house that the road was like very close yeah. by, so he had a near-hit experience with his son, so that inspired that part already, and then uh, there was something else that happened that inspired the book. Oh, no, uh, there was a goddamn pet cemetery. They bought property, and there was a pet cemetery in the property. Oh, this is creepy. So yeah. All that came into this idea that he wrote it, and when it was done, he was horrified by how dark it was. It was like, this is, this is fucked up. This is bad. No one's going to want to read this. No publish it he put the manuscript away and then the only reason it made it to a publisher was because he it was on his last book of that contract and his wife tabitha was just like just just send the goddamn manuscript if they publish it great then you can fulfill your contract ends up being this gigantic hit they make uh, all this money makes <laughs> a movie blah 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 pet cemetery is that mm -hmm. wild mm -hmm. it was like fuck this thing like, and nope. then maximum overdrive came out yes mm. <laughs> i think that was post maximum overdrive oh, oh my god because that was 80 maximum overdrive was like 88 right 88? No? I think so. 
Look it up. Look it up, Drewster. Look it up. Yep, yep. First off, Emilio Estevez. Am I the only one that likes Maximum Overdrive? 86. That was a guess. 86. I mean, it, Are, it, I, I it love ha- that movie. It's a happy It has fun. a fucking Green Goblin semi truck. Yeah. Dude, and this is like, no one even bothered asking, <laughs> how do they do it? That's so that's such copyright infringement. That's they, not they, official. They, they never call it the Green Goblin. They never got the rights like that, to it. It is legally straight, distinct. It is oh my straight God. up the Green Goblin. It's, it's so wild. Yeah. I, I, it is so wacky. I love Maximum Overdrive. Right. Uh, it, it is very bad, but very fun. It's The cigarette machine and the pinball. Yeah. And the uh, the electric knife that goes around yeah, at the end. It can't be as fuck. God, I love that thing. And then the whole it raises a very good questions. Like, what is a machine? That's a very good question. It, this that movie proposes almost anything as a machine, as long as it helps the plot. Mm-hmm. That's what matters. Yes. Um, this is, I would say, speak of maximum overdrive. When it comes to Stephen King movies, mm. I would put this in like the upper third of them. Uh, it's like well executed. It looks great. Uh, it's only a twenty million dollar budget movie, yep. right? And how much did it end up making opening weekend? 25. So we're looking at it's going to top out around 60 or 75. That's pretty good for a low budget horror film. I wouldn't be surprised if they do a Pet Cemetery 2. Isn't there a straight for straight to TV? Or? I don't know if it was direct to video or if it came out to theaters, but there was a Pet Cemetery okay. 2. I would be interested if they go ahead and like remake that or make their own one. I mean, can they could not? do whatever they want, really. Can, can we just not? I mean, Drew, you why? Why you, not? You don't have If to. not, why not? <laughs> <laughs> He's asking the pertinent question. It's questions. not needed at all. All right. There what, you go. What, what do you need, though? Like, okay, so the, the drive for decent entertainment's there. Mm-hmm. They're going to make money. Mm. What else? Well, well Michael Bay keeps getting to make films. What the fuck? Oh, those, that's because those movies make a quarter to a billion, if not a billion dollars worldwide. So, so the relative market, though, like think of it as a three hundred million dollars yeah. for Transformers. Uh, about one hundred and fifty. Well, you throw in marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. three hundred million. So three hundred yeah. million dollars to make, and they make a billion dollars. So the relative market of sixty million dollar. Uh, sixty million to about well, gross. to a, I'm sixty thinking million 70. worldwide gross, right? What's a worldwide? Could, could oh gone, that's the thing now. Oh, now, we're, cemetery. now we're talking about... Uh, well, 25 domestic, 17 foreign, worldwide 42. 42. Let's say it tops out at 120 worldwide. So relative distance from $20 million budget is exactly the same. That's fine. So you can go your ahead and make, make your same. Pet cemetery 2 for maybe a $30 million increased budget. And then you can... You're Continue spending to win 50 mil on between, two. Between two. Oh, no, no, okay. between the two movies. No, no, no. Just increase it by 10 million to 30 million. Gotcha. Because you're going to get, you got to bring back a good star. Uh, and they ain't going to back for this one. So. I'm predicting Charlie's Theron. Man, in, she'll, in do, she'll do anything. She'll do anything, anything man. She just wants to do, if it's fun, she will do it. I want to see that uh, long shot movie where yeah. Seth Rogen gets the banger. Yep. Now she's out there doing interviews where she's like, I'm available for, I'm single. No one, no one's asking me out on a date. She's out there begging in the media asking for dates. So, Chris. I'm, I'm just even waiting for <laughs> my eyebrows. I'm waiting for her to swing around this part of town. I ain't going to her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe she wants some help raising those twins. Ooh. Yeah, I can't, I can't get any help raise me. I, <laughs> look at my credit score here. Um, she can raise your credit score. Oh, that's, that's true. All right, I'm going to hit up Charlie Sarah. Same approach I'm doing with Dave Bautista. I'll handwriter a letter. There you do go. It. There we go. I'm going to get Dave Bautista on the show by handwriting him a letter. Yeah. It's going to work. Mm-hmm. It's going to work. It will. You know why I know it's going to work? Why? Because I'm envisioning it in my mind. It looks like a ransom style. loader. <laughs> no. Oh. Hand, I'm trying to entice him. Not letter. Not handwritten, no. hand cut. That's bad. No, guys, I'm not the Zodiac. This is not the way. I'm, sure I'm not trying to creep them out. Uh, Drew, would you recommend people if they're horror fans on horror fans? How would you recommend people see I this mean, movie? Would you recommend it, they see this movie? The thing is, like, I mean, it's. I think it's a nice proper remake, mm-hmm. uh, a nice update of the original Pet Cemetery. I, I think it's an improvement on it. But for me, like, it doesn't. 
I don't know. It didn't really do it for me. It didn't grab you yeah, at kid, any point. The kid's not that scary. Uh, I mean, I get the whole pet cemetery thing, but it's mm. just eh, whatever. Interesting. I, th- I mean, it's not like the new Halloween movie, anything like that, where it's like, no, holy yeah. fuck, that movie was good. That movie was fucking <laughs> gangbusters. Yeah, Halloween exactly. was great. It was great. How do you feel about uh, Chainsaw Massacre remake? Did not like it. What the fuck? Because I'll tell you why. It's as if the people who made that movie. Didn't even bother watching the original. Okay, hold on. All right, Steely Dan. Mm. <laughs> Check it out. First off, Hitchhiker's better in the remake. You don't think so? She pulls a gun out of her pussy, and the, the whole camera angle goes right through her face meat out the back of the car. That is so <laughs> much... He cuts his hand, and he burns the photograph, and he runs away. Ah! First off, that's way better. All, right. All the kill scenes, so when he comes out of the side, and they're looking at the TV, and the head splatters mm-hmm, in the original, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. That scene, for me, is the only scene in the entire original. And fucking... Oh, pause on that. Franklin, in the original, with the mm-hmm. goddamn wheelchair, the most worthless plot device of all time. <laughs> He's such a whiny bitch. So why didn't they just kill him first? He has no. Everyone like wants said, him dead. So what? He said plot device. So you just <laughs> like you just like it because it's gorier? No, I think it's a better developed film. Like as far as like the uh, intellectual motivations and emotional motivations of the characters. And it's more fleshed out. You need emotional motivations for a psycho redneck family with a leather face guy? Listen, (laughs) Texas Chainsaw Massacre, when Toby Hooper made it, he wanted it to be seen by as many people as possible. He didn't want to be restricted by any sort of R rating. So he contacted the board. He was like, what do I need to do to make a horror film that is not R rated? They said you can't. You can't show a lot of blood. You can't show any penetration. You can't show hacking. You can't show this. You can't show that. He took that whole list. Said thank you very much. Thank you very much. No, and he made his movie. And then yeah. um, no, he he obeyed the list. And he said thank you. I don't want to make an R-rated horror film. I want everyone to see this movie. He made it. He gave it to the MPAA, and they were terrified as fuck and gave that shit an R rating. There was <laughs> nothing he could do to make that movie not R-rated. I'm in no way <clears throat> besmirching the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but I'm saying. With the distance of time, mm-hmm. technological advancements, difference in writing styles that have occurred over time, and like which is why else. Pet Cemetery is this one I think is better. I mm. agree with that upgrading, just like Halloween, where the the original Halloween relies mainly on suspense and like motion mm-hmm. of camera and stuff. Yeah. there's actually character development in the remake, a much more advanced character development. It's advanced, but it is being built on. It yeah. has the benefit of having ninety minutes of another movie. To, well, I mean, to how many Halloween's were made before that? They they, they cut out all those other ones. Years, they, they did a direct sequel to the original, which is what they had to do. I mean, yeah. they but needed, don't you they think the, to... don't you think there's vestigial feelings on all of us? Like even if it's not part of this new canon, you're still like, oh wait. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, blah blah blah, all the other stuff that happened. Oh yeah, no, Jamie Lee Curtis is still gonna come with that aura of yes, being the original and the best final girl for like the last what's been now what thirty forty years. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you cannot uh, avoid that for Halloween, that's for sure. But I do think uh, Marcus Nispel, the director of Texas mm-hmm. Chainsaw Massacre, he was like, no man, I think he was the wrong choice for that movie. They could have done all everything you're saying. The, the Fixing everything up, they could have done that with a different director, a better director, who didn't have to resort to, like, gross shock, uh, uh, like, really almost hostile levels of... of the grossest it, thing I thought was when her fingernails get pulled off. Oh, <laughs> that was the worst thing for me. I, everything I else is just stabby, slashy. I, I don't need no fingernail stuff in my yeah. life, that's for sure. Uh, well, you know, I mean, that's fair. Agree to disagree. Yeah. I, I think uh, Toby Hooper is a better director than Marcus Nispel anyway, but it's, it's, it's fine. Yeah, if you look at their entire... Catalog of work, obviously. Oh, yeah, sure. But, but like, I mean, one for one. What was the one... Oh, Marcus Nispel ended up doing... Did he do Battle of Los Angeles? Did he do that? I don't think so. That one was super disappointing. Oh, the marketing was so good, though. I hate marketing. 
The Kurt lies. Russell jam? No, there was the Thomas Jane one. I didn't see that shit. Kurt Russell, which one are you thinking of? Battle of L.A.? No. Or Escape from, from L.A. Escape from L.A. Escape from L.A. Escape from L.A. He, did, Escape from he, did, he did do one, did one of the battling Conan movies. Oh, that's right. With Jason Momoa, one of the few that I actually walked out of. That was more of a, like, it was the end of a double feature for oh, me. Oh, God, he did that awful Pathfinder movie, too. I haven't seen any of this. Pat, Conan, you can skip. Pathfinder, that's the one with the aliens, right? No, there. that's the one with the, with the, the Vikings. The Vikings? It's not Vikings versus aliens? No, it's Vikings versus Native Americans. Vikings versus Native Americans. What What's the that? one that's Vikings versus aliens? I forget. Oh, I forgot that one. Maybe it is Pathfinder. <laughs> Maybe it's, no, it's not. Maybe it is. Yeah, because he gets dropped off by aliens, and the aliens come back, and he. T- I have no idea. I'm, I may be mixing up my insane two uh, thousands <laughs> Vikings versus other things. Maybe. Yeah. The, the, the cinema's crazy, man. Nice. No, I I I have missed all this stuff. I've been out of the game. It's all because we've been busy working, man. Listen, yeah. it's all it's all worth missing. None of it's good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I used to watch it, like so much schlock. It was ridiculous. Yeah, your schlockmeister, like super MST3K driven. Oh, like yeah. veins and movement. Like, well, then you are. You know what? We'll talk about it in a second. I've I've actually spent the week watching like purposely bad movies for a reason. So we can '90s ones too. Maybe you saw those. Um, I'm like late '80s, like Evil Tune style. Like Evil Tune, I, I didn't. Evil Tune is like David Carradine, right? As a wizard, mm-hmm. he leaves this cursed book in an empty house, and these three girls come to uh, to sit the house or whatever. Okay. They only bring th- six tall boys of Bud Heavy betwixt the three of them. <laughs> That's all they need. <laughs> they open they open the book. Oh, they're all scantily clad, obviously. Of course. They open the book, and these evil cartoons come out of the book and murder them all night long. Huh. And a- then... And it's, then, like, animated? Yeah, they're, it's like uh, the uh, Roger Rabbit stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and, then, and then at the end of the thing, uh, David Carradine comes back and takes the book, and then they're all better, and it's fine. And there's two of those. Interesting. They made a sequel to Evil Tunes? Evil wow. Tunes 2. Drew. Wow. No, sounds, yeah, we need to get on this. I'm right now. I'm right now. Evil Find Tunes. This is, uh, this is important stuff. <laughs> this is why you're here, Elliot, to give us the important stuff. Uh, well, you know what? If you, if you like Pet Cemetery and you like horror updates that mm-hmm. are, you yeah, know, I, know, I will say written yeah, more David modern. David is a wizard. You're right. Yeah. I, I wasn't down him. Yeah. Derek Carradine is. I'm into that. Yeah. Keith was like, I ain't got time for this shit. And uh, you, I think you would be into Pet Cemetery. I think people yeah. who like Stephen oh, King movies and stuff, I think they would like it. I think horror fans will be into it. I really like the sound design. I'm not a, a jump scare guy, mm. but this one does have like excellent, like a lot super, of stings and shit. A lot of really good stings because it is in the way it helps when you see in the theater. So you get that super surround sound. Uh, the way the sound travels around the theater and then it builds up, or it gets really quiet and something comes out of you, it gets you. What's funny is like I'm borderline deaf and blind. <laughs> like, <it's> a, <laughs> well, you're sleeping with a radio. On your well, ear. Yeah. So like 720, <laughs> there's no difference between uh, 480 and 720 for me. Oh yeah, like because my that definition of my eyes is so bad, and yeah. I'm like borderline deaf. So just whatever's going on, I can't really tell stereo. Oh really? It's a whole thing. So I could just sit in a room. It's and, the same and, as a theater. It's and, whatever. And people are trying to scare you, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, "What was that? Hey, huh? did you guys hear something? You've done it again, Magoo. <laughs> well, then maybe this. One, I don't know. I'll still love it, but yeah, yeah, I don't. It's, it's pretty good, man. That's like you know, sound design is pretty important when it comes to, to <laughs> the movies. Be. They got movies now. They got what is it like fifteen point one? Yeah, six, seventy something point. Like that. It's ridiculous how many speakers they got. Somebody they got a Dolby theater that I haven't gone to yet at AMC, where it's all like the super. I think it's Dolby Atmos, whatever that system is. <laughs> and then THX just announced that they're doing. In a series of theaters that's like THX sound and projectors and shit like that. I didn't even know THX was still uh, around. When was the last time ah, you saw that? I, was about to say, I thought I thought Dolby fucking 
Ate him up. Beat the shit out of him. Ate, well, did they? Well, I thought. They punched him in the face. They punched their THX face off. Still all. alive. Now they're still there, dude, and they're getting into the movie theater business because apparently that's where the future's at. Oh, my good boy. I mean, it's either, I that, so. it's either that or Netflix. Oh, Netflix. Oh, they got the Department <laughs> of Justice. No, actually, Department of Justice is on their side because the Academy is trying to write them out, write the rules so they can't have movies uh, Okay, but then, but then why don't... Okay, as... The whatever bullshit millennial hipster idiots mm-hmm. that we are. Yeah. Why don't we just rewrite the rules of the street so we don't give a fuck about the Academy Awards? Thank you. Like I don't I don't watch the I, I don't watch the shit. So like I why not just say nobody cares? Like the stuff on Netflix is better than most of the stuff on television anyways. Now here's save the, for a few like Rick and Morty. Yeah, on your occasional things, you know, your Game of Thrones, but that's each, that's on TV, that's HBO, yeah, that's right? Sure, yeah. uh, Specifically okay. not TV. Now I hate awards for art. I think it's stupid. I hate the Academy Awards. I say this every year, awards for art is whack. I say it all the time. But I think it used to be a different thing when when we wrote differently and we produced differently and mm-hmm. there was different movies being made like Schindler List okay award oh yeah sure I mean that's more of like a humanitarian Shawshank award. Redemption you know I mean well Shawshank Redemption does that not a Citizen Kane did Shawshank win I think Shawshank I don't, I don't I'm not saying it did but the level movies on those levels that are huge works of art and like yeah. ma- like amazingly active whatever yeah like your children of men's yeah. and your, your there will be bloods right. and, and stuff like that at the like same that. time the stuff that I seven at the same time, Love the that. stuff that I generally Zodiac. watch is so poorly. Medea family yeah. funeral. Thank Medea's you, Bob Mitzvah. Thank you. Uh, that's the thing. Uh, all right, so I hate all, I hate all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I do hate it. But the Academy does then take that money. It's the uh, uh, the Oscars is the second most watched television program, live program behind Super the Bowl? Super Bowl, and mind. it's wild. But they make a ton of money off it. People are and, lemmings, and people are, and they love tradition. It's been yeah. going on for ninety years, and then they take that money and they do put it into grants for first time filmmakers. Mm-hmm. And a lot of film preservation, and a lot of like uh, uh, research, and get uh, give it to companies that are trying to push the medium forward. So the money is going to, if you're into movies and the medium and to art in general, the money does go to a good place. They just get it in a really gross way, which is this huge award ceremony jerk off session where I mean yeah you know everyone, everybody's got their price if people want to advertise on Cinema <laughs> Crest so hit us up Cinema Crest so at gmail.com our rates so are very very low very reasonable very we're low. gonna do reverse advertising uh, I've been so hearing some of your pay us money or we'll talk shit about you constantly it's, yeah because uh, like it. Uber Strong Eats arming. Uber Eats may want to start listening yeah. to uh, <laughs> off cuts if they want to get on this reverse advertising program we won't take their money no Foxtel money <laughs> What's the other one? Uh, yeah, oh, you did, you did another commercial, which was... For um, cigarettes? Yeah, for Newport. I'm actually going to quit this week. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. Congratulations. Yeah. Good, Drew. You should join them, man. I should, but it's not going to happen. But you're not going to goddamn disgust. I started smoking too much. I'm actually almost at a pack a day, which is the most I've ever smoked. So oh, it's that's like, not, that's not I got to stop. That is not good, man. But I love the scratchy... I want to keep this. Oh, you gotta! So, you can go to a doctor and get them to like install polyps on yeah, your yeah. on your vocal cords. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that way one will bang against the other and keep yeah. it still, and that's yeah. how you get that great. Like you sound like what's this guy in the we, Tom in Strange Days? Michael Wincott. Oh, yeah. He's a dude. Yeah, Tom Waits or uh, the bad guy in The Crow. He's like, yeah. oh, I want to get that guy. It's like, why? Why does this? My throat hurts hearing this guy speak. Man, it's wild. Yeah, great Batman. Voice. Ultimate ultimate party voice. Uh, I just do Batman voiceover work. I'm Batman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that's... Uh, it doesn't matter who we are. Because that's not competitive <laughs> at all. They're just giving away Batman roles, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, Pet Cemetery, people try it. What's it? It's on the Rotten Tomatoes. It's got, what, like 80-something, I think, score? I'm going to guess 81. Oh, what? Oh, 61? 61. Oh, it was higher earlier, earlier in the weekend, I guess. Uh, what was the average rating, though, uh, for it? Better than Crossroads. 6.12? You mean the Britney Spears Crossroads? Yeah. Ain't nothing better than that movie. Top critics Zoe say... Zoe Saldana's never made a bad film. <laughs> <laughs> I love... Oh, man, you know what? She gets a pass for me for... Top for critics, it goes down to 52%. Wait. 
So, does it? That brings up an important point. Will you allow anyone to will, be yes. a bad actor if in they are attractive enough? Oh, interesting. Um, okay, so so example, perhaps yeah, like uh, Jennifer Lopez in the Cell. She's amazing in that film. She is actually yeah, good. Very I, actually, well yeah, done. I actually like that movie. And yeah. her sexuality is very downplayed, and like it's more about the psychological serial killer, like yeah. weird it's, it's rapey, Nacho, yeah. bleach nonsense. It's a weird, crazy yeah. movie, right? I don't think it gets enough credit in her canon. Then she does something what like Geely or uh, oh, is it a Geely, Jersey yeah. Girl? Jersey Girl get another one that was oh, where it's all, or um, actually yeah, Anaconda. Her character is huh, introduced Anaconda. with a butt shot. Yeah, yeah but Anaconda yeah. was one of those ones with a bunch of gross stuff happening. Yeah. So like John, uh, Boy, John uh, Boy and then Ice Cube. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I think that's one of her better films. <laughs> I, I love Anaconda. So cheesy. Um, what I'm saying the is, big would you? Snake? Uh, do you mm-hmm. scrub the sins of those that are prettier because they're prettier? Megan Fox and Transformers. So I can see them more. You know what? Uh, when it comes to movies, no, I don't have to because there's a dozen pretty people, man or women, behind them ready to take that spot. Yes, so if you, if you ain't bringing the goods, I'm sorry. You gotta you gotta go because, oh, here comes Mary Elizabeth Winstead ready to take your role. And she's fucking perfect. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean... Yeah, man, it's a meritocracy out there. But yes, they also have to be gorgeous. <laughs> because uh, we are creatures of our eyeballs. And, you well, know, no, you know, think, uh, you first your What about Kathy Bates, though? And this brings up a good good point in the, in the Stephen King misery. universe, though. Yeah, and Dolores Claiborne. Yeah, she comes and, up again. Uh, yeah, well, there's another one that she's in, too. But Dolores Claiborne is like one Stephen, of her best Stephen words. King's about Schmidt, right? She's in that one. <laughs> that was a horror, horror film for Jack but, Nicholson. But just horror is um, uh, Murder House. What the fuck's it called? Uh, uh, Psycho? No, no, no. Murder House. What, um, American Horror Story when she's in Coven and she's in... Oh, the... the uh, uh, are you talking about Lady Gaga? She was just in it. But not well, Kathy, I don't know. Kathy Bates was in Coven. Was she really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not she's watching. amazing. I'm not watching American Horror no. Story. Why? I, because I stopped watching after Coven season, season four. Th- I stopped watching after the Asylum season. Halfway oh, yeah, through I, the asylum, asylum was terrible. I didn't even yeah, watch the asylum season. I, you I can stopped. skip that one and then go to three and four. Can I? Because I stopped yeah. halfway through that one. And I, give it a hotel. I and think call. I stopped halfway through the second one and about three asylum quarters is, of the way through asylum the first is two. one. The so you got two. Murder House, then Asylum, Blank Spot for me, Coven is four, uh, five the, is... Wasn't that a circus? Yes, Freaks. Freak, Freak Show. Freak Show. Yeah, that that one ends really dark. And then uh, Roanoke, Cult, and... Um, Hotel. So Hotel. The, sorry, it's Roanoke Hotel mm-hmm. Colt. So then there you go. So then I actually just stopped watching halfway through the second season. I never never got back on to it. Ever. But you know what? Dude, Coven is Coven stands alone as it's Murder House and Coven for me. Those are two the best. Yeah, Mur- and then Freak Show after that. Murder House started out really strong. Uh that's the thing, though. It's like too much content. We say it all the really? time. Really? Too much. No, I'm just saying there's too much content out there. You, oh, you're oh, like, oh, you're sorry. like, you, you got. Here's all these seasons of a show. Like, trust me, watch them. Like, all right, but then I have like all this other shit that's already back. Like, I still even watch The Wire, man. You know how long I've been watching sitting. Season one's the only one you need to bother with. That's twelve hours of The Fuck Wire. It. Yeah, people are insane. You got to get through the first season to get through all the brilliant shit coming up. No, season one, man. shot their wad. Jump the shark you over with, so? yeah, for sure. Man, people because say it's everything one of the is, best. everything is calling back to stuff that they kind of touched on in the first one. Not like direct callbacks, like yeah. oh, see what we did here. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's like it's the call in the person's mind. It's like oh, I'm so smart for having remembered this thing that happened, and like oh, this is similar to that. And like it's it's people patting themselves oh. on the back for them being like shitty Sherlock Holmes. Interesting. <laughs> so if I binge it, then I really feel like I know. Yeah, you'd be like, oh my god, I'm a fucking genius. Oh, well, then maybe I'm still gonna watch it then because I can use that ego boost. You don't understand. No, you should hate yourself, and that makes you more productive. 
You hate yourself where just you, Where do you think all this is coming from? <laughs> it comes from a place of hate. <laughs> I gotta, if I stop, then I start thinking. <laughs> and if I start thinking, the darkness comes. The darkness. The darkness. Then I write Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Then they're like, what's wrong with me? I'm damaged. Um, oh, Shazam. I wanted to bring this Shazam. up. Shazam actually came out this weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean, how much money? 53.45 million. Not a bad opening weekend. What's the, uh, the budget? Yeah. 100. I was gonna say it probably a hundred, slightly over a hundred, a flat hundred. Says I'm okay. I believe I believe that number marketing around two hundred. I think that's a success for a movie whose marketing has been fucking shit. Like we've seen these trailers over and over, and they're all so <laughs> bad. What's but, the trailer? Just like oh, Shaq's not in this one. It, uh, no, yeah, right. <laughs> that's Kazam. Uh, it's all jokes, like jokes, jokes, jokes. Look at how this snarky movie about a teenager becomes a superhero and then like tries to figure it out. That's the whole trailer. We go and actually see the movie two weeks ago with these Fandango early yeah. access screens. Mm. It's a it's a fine like family kids movie about like a foster family kid and uh, like the villain has this whole. They get into the villain's backstory more yeah. than they do Shazam's backstory. Is it more interesting than Shazam's it, backstory? It is more interesting well, then, because it involves the seven deadly sins the threat, and huh? demons and like revenge and trying to prove yourself. And Mark Strong is the villain. He's fantastic in it. Uh, finally getting a DC villain that he can work with here because that Green Lantern. Where do you guys stand DC like and Marvel? Oh, I don't. I, I don't have a, a preference. I really, just, I just want a good movie. I think uh, Marvel has been com- comparatively killing it compared to DC. Right. Obviously, I okay. mean, uh, Endgame is about to make what th- maybe three hundred million dollars. It's, it's going to make so much all the money. And they did that on the back of making out of twenty-two movies. I would say eighteen of them are very good, if not great. Yeah. Very few of them have they ever shit the bed, let alone like make a mediocre. Like what you got, Thor, Thor Dark World. Thor one, Thor two. Those are those are like Thor one is fine though. It lays the groundwork still. for Asgard and Earth being obviously the most two important places in the entire realms. Uh, you got it's kind of just off happens to be. It just happens yeah. to be. It's perfect for us. Thank yeah. God, it's perfect for our entertainment. Awesome. Uh, the whole Goldilocks principle. Yeah, mm-hmm. just just <laughs> right. Uh, the um, Incredible Hulk was so long ago that people yeah. forget about it they anyway. Talk about the Ang Lee one. No, I'm talking no, about the, the Ed Norton Nor- 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 one. I like the Ed Norton over because of I, the Abomination by Tim Roth. I like, thought, that was so yeah. cool, especially over the Ang Lee yeah. one. Yes, it's. Light years beyond that Ang Lee one, but uh, overall, when it comes to like what the Marvel movies have become, especially like Thor Ragnarok and Hulk in that movie, it is like a huge leap. For the first two phases of Marvel movies, uh, they had a committee that was appointed by like Marvel Comics, and they were a creative committee that was making a lot of overall decisions. And then they disbanded that committee, and then just gave it to Kevin Feige and said, "You mm-hmm. run this thing." That's when you started getting your Guardians of the Galaxies and your Ant Man's and your uh, Doctor Strange's, Black Panthers, and all that stuff. And they really did like take a whole evolutionary leap I think in as a studio there in terms of being able to make these individual films but still find a way to connect yeah. them together it's pretty pretty impressive I didn't think they'd be able to do it to be honest I, I fucking love Paul Rudd but I can't stand Ant-Man you know what Ant-Man <laughs> 1 I enjoyed Ant-Man 2 it was like, fine yeah, it's forgettable it fine. I literally like, forgot it it's it's in the same few years as like Deadpool coming out, Guardians of the Galaxy. Like when you're really pushing it forward, yeah, like really that. amazing stuff, and then Ant Man comes in, and you're like, it feels mm, almost like warm. Like it feels like a step back, right? Yeah. But the original one introduces the quantum realm, which mm-hmm. is very important to what's coming up here with Endgame, and then the second one they stick him in the quantum realm. The whole the second movie is just an hour 
and 45 minutes of uh, we're going to set up Ant-Man to be in position for Endgame. Like, that's really all it is. And then here's, like, a story that sort of doesn't stuff. really matter. Here's, like, here's a giant uh, Pez dispenser. Here's mm-hmm. Michael Douglas, and you're good to go. You're off to the races. Um, but, yeah, I'm super pumped for Endgame. DC, on the other hand, I think Shazam is part of a trend now of them... Writing the ship, it's uh, filling out the universe a little more. I well, no, no here, abandoning the universe yes, in a way, and ma- just making movies. And if you, they happen to be, you know, do well, you can connect them down the road. Let's make but a there's sequel. No point Is in Old Man to force Logan it. in the works? No, that's done no. as Logan. Yeah, Logan covers Old Man Logan. kind of because they did, yes and no. They did it with the character rights that they had. So Hawkeye is out because obviously he's over there in Avengers but World. I, so I, they paired him up with uh, exactly. with with Xavier and set for the yeah. road trip. Uh, and then the hillbilly I, are the hillbilly hulks and shit and all the no, none See, of that. See, that's the whole point of fucking Old Man Logan. Yeah, yeah, but they but they still it's still the bare bones of the story is the same thing. It's uh, him. It's the road yeah. trip. It's uh, the but future. But how fucking all cool the, would it everyone be? Everyone is. How oh, yeah, would the hillbilly? I mean, yeah, Hulk, the, the, well, the, the inbred hillbilly hulks would be amazing. Well, then you know what they're gonna do. Obviously, uh, X Men, Fantastic Four, all getting folded back in now mm. to the MCU with the Disney purchase of Fox. Kevin Feige, you know he's got ideas how we're gonna work all this out together. All that money, all that mm-hmm. money. So they're gonna reintroduce X Men after uh, Dark Phoenix and New Mutants comes out this summer. That's the end of that X Men chapter. Mm-hmm. They will reintroduce new versions of these characters. Do you know about any plans for the zombie universe? No plans whatsoever, at least not movie-wise. They are for sure sticking with, like... Now we have Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel 2, Black Panther 2, Doctor Strange 2. Like, the the groundwork is pretty well laid out right now. Call back to the Netflix thing, though. I mean, that would be an amazing... Serial uh, to do on D plus. Yeah. They are doing several uh, uh, Marvel series where they're doing uh, the Vision and Scarlet Witch, mm. the Loki show. So that would be a place. the Loki show is like a talk show. It's like, hey, come on, now. <laughs> that would that'd be, be hel- the hilarious. best. Trickster oh. God, late <laughs> night TV. Tom Hiddleston there with yeah. his old the black thing, yep. and he's just like, who's our next guest? And then who's his? Uh, they, they, who's this Ed McMahon? We got? all of his guests stonewall him, and he's like a really bad interviewer. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's like, terrible at it. Chaps of cards we, like. We, we got to do the space really coast, coast to coast yeah. version yeah. of uh, yeah. with Loki. Zorak and uh, Heimdall Brack. is your Zorak. He's just there with the sword, and he yep. and then he hits the the rainbow bridge to yeah. bring in his next guest. And they and they plop down the chair. Mm-hmm. Half the time, they're like, what am I doing here? Like I was like, I was <laughs> how not, did she get here? I was not booked for this. And Loki's like, ah, I tricked you. <laughs> and again, this is the same joke every time. I was like, God damn it, this guy. Uh, I'm on board for that. If All Disney right. doesn't hire us to develop the Loki show, to trash their Loki show and give us that and then they're idiots they don't know what they're doing they're fools they're listening too so So be on your best behavior big listeners Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh yeah I see the metrics I can see the IP addresses Um, so Shazam actually did pretty well for a movie that has shit marketing but is a a decent family kids movie a superhero movie and I think DC between Aquaman Wonder Woman and Shazam are uh, doing a better job than like you know Batman vs Superman and and, uh, come on though that's like well, that's what I'm saying. They, that's like getting shot in the knee versus getting shot in the chest. But that was like, oh, okay, it's better. No, no, no. It, no, it's more like getting getting shot in the knee versus uh, that bullet just whizzing by your ear. Oh, I didn't get shot because yeah. these movies are fine. Still terrifying, still horrifying. You don't want to ever do it, but Aquaman, that bullet. All things considered. Aquaman, that bullet came close to your face. It really was by close. One, I didn't even watch it. it I haven't seen it. He hasn't seen it either. The it's only fine. thing is, like, I know that he's a really big rock climber and I climb rock, so it's like, oh, well, maybe I should watch oh, it. 
Mr. Momoa, yeah, yeah. he doesn't climb a single damn rock in that movie. So no point. So, so don't you go looking for that. Fuck it. He does way more swimming than he does any sort of rock climbing. I like swimming. I didn't know he was a rock yeah, climber. Is that from living in Hawaii? I don't know. He produces uh, rock climbing shoes. They're very... Uh, no shit. Yeah. The Momoas? Uh, like Air Momoas? Yeah, there's something like that, but they're, I mean... That's awesome. Not Air. Rock Momoas? Air, yeah, uh, man. <laughs> Do they have pumps? Or they pumps? No, no. They're lace-ups. Oh, okay. Well, you can still get a pump in there. Um... Yeah, I, I think they're actually doing a better job, and so I'm looking forward to the next Wonder Woman movie, mm. and uh, Aquaman 2, it's like, whatever, they'll make it, because Aquaman made so much goddamn money, over a billion dollars. Uh, I'm interested in seeing also what they do with the Batman, because now that's not going to be connected to anything, they're free to make a standalone Batman movie, which they're going to do with uh, Matt Reeves, who did the last two. They should just do Planet a live action Apes. under the Red Hood. Which is, uh, they actually, didn't they just do yeah. that animated recently? Yeah, years, 10 years ago. It's already been 10 years? Yeah, Mark Hamill was Joker. It was great. God damn, that's crazy. At least 10 years. Um, yeah, they could do that. That's uh, Jason Todd, right? Mm-hmm. One of the Robin yeah. ends up becoming He comes the, back uh, and he's like taking over all the bad guys by keeping in control. Yeah, them. because he's like, I'm the, I'm the new mob boss. Yeah. But like, you guys got to stop selling drugs to kids. And they're like, oh, yeah. who the fuck not is the this kids. guy? <laughs> yeah, not the kids, but keep selling them See, drugs. Don't drugs. Not the kids. I mean, it's more about consent than anything, which I agree with. You know what? It's a half measure, though. But, but then, it's literally, it's literally the same model we're talking about in America. Is like legalize it, tack the shit out of it. Oh, that's, yeah. that's actually, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. That's so true. whatever. So, so he's just like legalize it, but not to the kids. And yeah. give me the money. You gotta that's show your ID. Yeah, I'm the Red Hood. Fuck y'all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, that would be a pretty good. But what the and that doing, brings in the Lazarus Pit too, which can fucking open that extension. I thought they were gonna do Lazarus Pits for um, so many things. Ba- I, I thought specifically it was gonna be for the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. No, yeah, so that was called no, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, because rises. because there were um, uh, spy photos of a set like somewhere on the other side of the world, and it was like from far away and there's like that's Liam Neeson down there and these are green pits of yeah. like water it's like oh shit they're doing Lazarus pits and they never did no Lazarus pits mm. oh god so yeah. and yeah. you can bring back Ra's al Ghul exactly might as well bring, I mean he's one of the best characters um, and Talia al Ghul and all that stuff I really enjoyed actually I'm a bigger fan of the Dark Knight Rises I think than most people I really enjoyed the Talia al Ghul uh, um, I thought the, the nuclear at the, end. the nuclear weapon thing was a little ham handed yes mm-hmm. but those all three of those movies are over plotted Batman Begins Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises but are, I was all so fucking obsessed I mean I think everybody was with, with Dark Joker Knight? Yeah, 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 yeah yeah so yeah. it's like there's, there's so you can go back and watch it again and again and again. You'll yeah, see like yeah. these little things and then like go on YouTube and watch like, oh my god, you didn't see this. Oh, sure. Just going yeah. obsessively fucking watching it. And it's a fantastic movie. We actually movie. have the the Tim Burton Joker on this side and then the uh, uh, Christopher Nolan Joker on this side. Ah, uh-huh, very cool. Where's the Leto Joker at? Yeah, <laughs> never. Oh, I wanted that to be good so bad. I was talking to everybody. Else. Yeah. I was like yeah, planning I on want, the next tattoo. I want to be good too. Like you know, yeah. the, the, the hand. Fun, the yeah. hand would have been a good but tattoo. The thing that ruined it for me is his relationship with Harley. Uh, Harley was ruined in the one scene where he gives gives Harley away to that gangster. Yeah. Because well, he wouldn't do that. That's well, a no, weird thing. Not to that do. he that's gross, not man. That, it's it gross, but not that he wouldn't do that, it but the way that that's the only way that gangster's going to react because you're in in a room with an unhinged tiger essentially with a gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then so it was just a weird either it was an excuse for the Joker to kill this guy. Yeah. Or it was a weird power play, and Joker doesn't understand how to uh, how to work with people, which is ultimately not true. And all the the Joker gets people to act against their best wishes all the fucking time. Yeah, he's an ultimate manipulator. Like what he does. Yeah, yeah. 
The whole thing with the Heath the Ledger man is like we're, killing joke. we're open to aggressive expansion yeah. and he breaks the, the cube. He's like, only one of you can join us. Yep. And he forces them to, <laughs> to fight to the death to join his gang. None of them want to do that. Yeah. But now they're all, one of them is going to be part of the gang. The other yeah. people are dead. Aggressive yeah. expansion. Uh, the So then what are you thinking uh, with the teaser coming out for Joaquin Phoenix Fucking Joker? cannot wait. It's going to be amazing. That's a pretty damn good yeah, trailer. But it looks yeah. so dark that he's like so tortured instead of, uh, they're showing all the previous stuff before yeah. he yeah. totally loses his shit. Uh-huh. We, we noted that yeah. in our it's bonus really episode. really dark. They don't show him doing so anything. Sad. They don't show him doing anything as a joke. And he gets his ass kicked oh. twice. Yes. yes. You see him get his butt kicked, and you see him sad. You see him with his mom. You see him want to be a stand up, but yeah. then as a Joker, you don't see him doing anything. Isn't there a scene of him in the bath or some shit too? Or he's in the he's in the bedroom or in no, the bathroom? No, he's, he's in the bathtub, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's, and he's, and he's super skinny, yeah. and he's yeah. very he's crying. He's very pathetic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's a great great bit of marketing. It definitely got everyone talking online. I think people are shocked that it even looks good, let alone that good. No, uh, October. I hope, I hope so. We'll see October. That's a Which they're already aggressively advertising now. Uh, is that, I see it constantly on YouTube. Usually they wait six months out. I think we're seven. Yeah, it's a little early. It's a little early. But then also, uh, I remember there was a poll earlier this year of uh, who knows who did the poll but movies that people were looking forward to the most mm-hmm. and Joker was like top three yeah. so I think they may just be jumping on it right away to get people pumped it also timed out for and we'll talk about this in a second half the reason there even was a teaser it was because out in Las Vegas they did their annual um, presentation for movie exhibitors mm-hmm. uh, theater owners and it's called CinemaCon it used to be called Show West now it's called CinemaCon now that's a porno Sh- Show West is a porn? yeah it's my favorite I haven't seen that one I saw Show West too. There's no porn in that one. Um, it's uh, Lilu Love and... Uh, who? Asia Carrera? Did yeah. she come back for that one? I don't know if Asia Carrera is still in it. There's a lot I of new porn stars coming out this year. This year? Specifically this, this year? year new the new, the new really couple porn stars? All, the, all, that, weird, <laughs> the, the, all that weird incest porn that you can't get away oh, from. Dude, is fucking... what the fuck, man? I just pulled the homepage. It's like, stepson this, mother <laughs> yeah. that. Yep. No. Stepsister that. Don't want this. Just cut out the my, beginning and my, the end and it's regular porn. My, you, my, you know my, what? my favorite is the, uh, the poor millennials who pay their rent with sex. That, that's a thing. Yes. I only like that one when it's the guy that has to pay. It's hilarious. It seems more progressive that way. <laughs> it's progressive. The lady landlord. Yes, the land, it's lady landlord. Uh, the, women. The landlady. Uh, you're right. If I uh, the same videos, so you just don't look at the title. Shut the volume off. Yeah. All right. Now it's just a normal porn. Now it's just regular old porn. Ain't no incest going. God damn it! This is such bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's really weird. It's so annoying. But CinemaCon just happened, and they showed footage for a lot of movies, and we'll talk about some of the footage and some of the movies they revealed at CinemaCon in the second half. But first, let's talk about things that we've been watching lately. Drew, you been watching anything lately? No. Nothing? I haven't had any time. Video gaming? Nope. Move? Oh, because <laughs> oh, you're, you're selling property. Yep. This guy's business. Real estate property. owner? Yeah. Yes. Multiple. 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 Mogul. This, guy, yes. a, this guy's a slumlord over here. Uh-huh. Nice. Slumlord. Was Drew. a slumlord. Apparently, without even knowing it. Nope. He was a, he yep. was a, a I ha- I un- ha- unwitting slumlord. Yes. It was How fun. incompetent do you have to be to be an unwitting slumlord? Well, all you have to do is just not live in the same city as you own the property. And you have to trust your renters. Yeah. Uh, That's a big thing. Don't trust anyone. No. Don't trust anyone. So if you want to be an unwitting slumlord, trust your renters. Uh Do not sublet your place out. Illegally. Yes. Fantastic. That's what you have contracts for, right? Mm -hmm. People obey contracts. No, they don't. No. (laughs) Fuck that. So nothing from Drew Cogburn. Squat. Nothing. 
Uh, I tell you what I've been watching this week because I listened to the podcast. I mentioned this before. How did this get made? It's only, yes, it's only like the most popular podcast. It's so fucking planet. good. It's like one of the few movie podcasts I'll admit publicly to listening to. Really? Uh, yeah, man. Oh, because, because of what? Because I have a movie podcast, man. Come <laughs> yeah. on, I ain't gonna be no, going around to another movie. I go podcast. to other restaurants, even though I have a restaurant. Yeah, but you gotta eat. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I could I could go home and just make it myself. Yeah, dude, you working twelve hours a day. You ain't going home and making your own. I food, do. Right? I had yeah. I had Actually, rice noodles do, and kimchi for dinner. You do have like a whole fucking uh, like. Closet of cured yeah, I have a, a, a separate uh, company that just does that. We got We got to go to this guy's house and raid his fridge, man. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I love that show. It's fantastic, mm-hmm. and obviously they do episodes about bad movies and uh, or just crazy movies, and it helps to rewatch the movie, watch it or rewatch it to, when you listen to it. I find yeah. I, I try listening to certain episodes without having watch the movie or if it's a long time and then I'm like man I'm not really remembering all these references so this week I like I'm just gonna take the time to do some of this shit cause it's easy to put it on and then fuck around with what I really gotta do so this week this week I watched Striptease I rewatched Striptease on HBO Fair Game on uh, Voodoo and Jupiter Ascending also on HBO and uh, man that was, uh, that was a bad week of movies. Yeah, sure. That's about, but Striptease is awful. Those lot, aren't, those aren't of, bad titties, in the right though. way, though. Well, all right, here's the thing. Uh, Fair Game was bad in the right way, really? I found, in that it is explosions crazy. It's an action movie where the plot is nonsense, but it's go, go, go. I feel like it's, it's one of those like eraser knockoffs. Yes, it's a mm-hmm. Joel Silver movie. Yeah. Yes, it is 100% in that vein of uh, just like action. Go. True lies, light. Parapa dude, parapa guy. <laughs> Who's hot right now? We can't afford them. Who's the next hottest people? Go down the list. <laughs> All right. We end up with Billy Non-union, Baldwin Spanish and Cindy Crawford. Yes, exactly. Cindy Crawford is shockingly stilted in this movie. She is her the way she delivers lines is so like dead. Awful. It's amazing. She's not an actress. She's a model. Yeah. She is a model, but how did she get through all to begin with? Apparently Because she's, she's fucking hot. She's also Call a genius. back to what we're talking about. She is very hot, but she's also very smart. Well, God takes something from everybody, otherwise we'd be perfect. So she can't act. She took they took away her acting ability yeah. because apparently she's <laughs> very smart and uh she really sold herself well in the room and yes, and then she's very hot. So people are like, let's give her the shot she's still to be in this movie. She is still Oh, alive. yeah. She's and she's very, still attractive, too. She's still uh, uh, on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Making it, make it happen. Her Without daughter, her I think, is a uh, Does she a also have the same now? mole? Yes. yes. The genetic mole. I swear to God. Yep. Is it's it? real. It's real, right? It's real. It's yeah. not a, she, yeah. her daughter didn't have it implanted or uh, so. that's just burn her fuck. face with a soldering iron. As a baby. <laughs> this is going to stick one day. This is your legacy. Uh, fair game is, is fun enough to watch. It's like, this is so bad. It's wild. Uh, there's one part where she's in her apartment. She's like some civil lawyer. They're trying to kill the whole movie for dumb reasons. And uh, her apartment explodes. Like they try to kill her, but she's on the balcony outside so it sends her body flying through the air. She does like a 720 as she spins. <laughs> but fortunately, she's right on the water and lands right in the water, oh, safe and sound. Nice. And uh, man, and then the guy who does it is like, God damn it. So he just pulls out a gun and then tries to uh, shoot in the water. You gotta Which watch. Which never works. You gotta watch this Nobody ever watches movie. Mythbusters. If the explosion happens, you fly away. The concussion will kill you. And shooting in the water changes the trajectory. So totally fucking pointless. Yeah, it is. Well, but to be fair, though, in movies, when people do shoot in the water, no one ever gets hit. No. Everyone always swims away fine yeah. because the bullets are like, yeah, they don't know what's Except going on. for in. Uh, wait, no. Did they t- an Italian job? They kill a couple people, right? Do they in the in the remake? Yeah, yeah, in the remake with Jason Statham I've and only fucking s- I've Donald only seen, Sutherland. I've only seen the second half. Yeah, of they that killed one. Donald Sutherland. Do they? Yeah, I've only no. seen the second half of the movie with the racing and the, yeah, the, the Mini street, Coopers, the Mini Cooper stuff, and then the, all the twists at the end where uh, Ed Norton shows up. Yeah. Like, oh, we recorded you, son, and he's got that mustache. Ed Norton has never made a bad film. 
not true. The score is god awful. Robert De Niro, Marlon Brando, Marlon Rick, Brando's, Brando's last, last movie. Yeah. He's fucking crazy. No pants on half the time. He, he is. Uh, yes, he is naked, eating he, peanuts his, and shit. His only scenes are in a spa, like in uh, a, like he's fitzing. So he's uh, uh, only in towels, and he maybe larger than ever. Like Orson Welles, huge. Nice. And uh, yeah, the scenes he's talking up to, and then he dies like right after the movie comes out. You, you never saw that one? The score? No. Man, so Check disappointing. Uh, De Niro and Norton heist movie together. Like this is supposed to be. Sounds like it should be. Like, okay, but here's the question it. though: If you did a fan edit and like cut it right, would it be amazing? Maybe, or is it just like shit? Maybe I don't know. Ball? I only saw it the one time in oh. theaters, and I remember being like, "This sucks." And then if you look online now and look at the, the Rotten Tomato stuff, like, "Oh, I was." It's right, almost it like sucks. a Terminator Three. Terminator Three. Have you ever man, seen the fan edit of it? No. It's like Oscar worthy. It's what, called the Coming Storm. It's fucking amazing. What did they? How did they re-edit it? So quick. you know, like, okay, so uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. They take out all the emoting okay. that he does in Terminator Three. They yes. re. Uh, they change the chronology of the entire film so it makes okay. more sense in line. Okay. And they cut out a lot of the Terminatrix bullshit fight scenes. Right. Well, it's it's a lot more dark, a lot more cryptic, and like it just basically sets up the apocalypse because that's the best part of the movie yeah. where mm-hmm. it turns out oh they can't get away from it the end of the world yeah. is coming anyway all you have to do is hide man i love i love the ending the ending of that and some of the action keeps it from being complete garbage i will say when he hits her in the face with a urinal it's great <laughs> i love that whole scene it's a cheesy scene and then like, he grabs her crotch and he, and he turns his head yeah, and yeah. things are played for a laugh it's like yeah. what is this but that's the a- cut out the action that's cut out okay so the action is wild and i love the car chase when he's on the back of the truck and swinging around i mean that's because it's a lot of like physical in the name work. of ridiculous uh fight scenes though do you have you gone back and watched the uh the matrix lobby scene Yes. That's just there's a lot of like hidden like wink like yeah, look that, how ridiculous and dumb this shit is. Oh, oh that, yeah, that one is wild. Where uh, because they are doing like it's a simulation. Mm. I think they're you know they're obviously purposely going over a top in such a way that. But I remember as a kid that was the first DVD I ever owned. Yeah. So just like I burnt that shit out. Like, oh, true. Yeah, yeah, over sure. and over and over again. Fight Club was my friends. It was Fight Club and Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Because ah, I bought mm-hmm. them at the same time. The first DVDs ever, and I watched the shit out of those yeah. things, man. Um, Fair Game is fun to watch. Strip Tease, not fun to watch because mm-hmm. it is very... It's a comedy in which every scene around me more is depressing as fuck. <laughs> it's like... they <laughs> it's for, so awful. All, and she's the main character, but they forgot it's a comedy with all her scenes. So it's like, oh my God, this thing's a slog. Uh, also, says a lot of really bad things about the relationship between men and women. But, but Burt Reynolds is in it anyway. Hey, I, I was at a car wash club. A lot of fake titties in it. You did, mm-hmm. and that's the name of the strip club. Yeah. Congratulations! Uh, how did it go with your competition with the other uh, car wash? The, uh, flesh, the flesh farm. You know, do you remember the flesh farm? That's nope, the name of the other. There. No, nope. Baywash. That's actually a real one. There. Yeah. There's a real. couple of Baywashes. There's two, apparently, I knew about the one over on Semeron. Apparently. Yeah. Um, there's a competitive Friend of the show, Yeah, Matt. there's one on Colonial, there's yeah. one on Samurai. Really? Yeah, a yeah. on Colonial. It doesn't oh, matter. I never wash my car anyways. What's that sound effect? Very professional. Hey, apparently uh I haven't washed my car in years. Yeah, apparently there's one over by UCF too. By UCF as well? Yeah. Gee, oh, that's genius actually. Um, those kids are stupid as fuck. Yeah, I'm are. talking about the the customers and the employees. Wouldn't you be like super desensitized because of porn? Like the Baywash holds no attraction to you. Like apparently, I don't wash my car, period. Apparently that's not the case. Apparently, it's a very profitable idea. Really? Yeah. I guess so. Mm-hmm. Eh. So what we're saying, Elliot, is we're waiting for you to sell your shares in Orlando Meats so you can come open Baywash 4 with us. Yeah. We're the secret owners of Baywash. Can we do like we'll, a, we'll do Baywash Nights. If we do a noodle. There we go. Why don't we do another restaurant, but it's noodles? Can we do that? Like, meet me halfway. You really want those. You want yeah. noodles. You really noodles. want to noodles. open noodles. We'll, we'll call it yeah. Send Nudes. N-O-O-D-S. Yeah. Send Nudes. Yeah. N-O- okay. We'll call it Send Nudes. That's, that our, no- that's our noodle restaurant. Mm. And it's our topless noodle restaurant. Completely topless. Yeah. We'll get a strip club license. Or topless tapas. 
That's our spinoff. Okay. Tapas Tapas will be... Well, you you can run that kitchen. Okay. Elliot's over here. I feel like there's hell code this. violations. Oh, definitely. That kind of 100%. Stuff. I mean, Rachel's yes. gets away with it somehow. We'll figure it out. Mm. I mean, they, they, they do serve food. If they can do it, we can do it. Apparently prime steaks. They sell steaks. We can sell noodles. noodles. Uh, and Jupiter Ascending is a gorgeous, gorgeous movie. And oh, my oh. God. It is fucking wild oh, and ridiculous. Uh, I, I, I can't believe they got made. All the, all the weird bureaucratic bullshit in the middle. It's like yeah. 20 minutes of... Oh, yeah, what the fuck? Of like, you need this tax ID, you need to do this, and then it builds up to Terry Gilliam, director of Brazil. It's like, but oh, still... It's like, all right, we get it, Wachowskis, you know movies. It's a wild, 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 wild movie. Uh, Ellie, you watching anything lately or anything? Because I know you're a busy <clears throat> dude, man. Uh, Even TV? Uh, have or... you seen uh, Working Moms on Netflix? No. Shit is killer. What is this? So it's uh it's centered around four new mothers okay. and their general like it's uh if Sex in the City was good. <laughs> okay. But okay. like uh but like it's about like new mothers and okay. so it's that same dynamic. Like one is like not happy with her husband, so she's trying to go cheat, and there's one that's uh, a lesbian couple that one has postpartum depression. Yeah. And it's really psycho like her character's amazing. Then these two the two my favorite two women are like weirdly desensitized. Mm-hmm. So the opening scene, they have their tits out in the middle of like a mommy and me class, and they're just <laughs> they're just talking about their tits, and like everyone around them is super freaked out. Yeah, <laughs> they're very desensitized. Yeah, they're just like whatever. They're so over it because they're yeah. you know dealing with kids and shit. And yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. like it's one of those ones. It's one of those uh, TV shows that I don't think enough people appreciate like the crushing ennui of parenthood and yeah. I think that could help it, it fully uh, grasps what's going on there I say that as someone who does not have children like just but, guessing but, <laughs> but you still get it uh, I just love ennui why did you why did you start, start watching did it just like a yeah, it was like in my the, it uh, was in my feed, and I was like, there was a, a woman with uh, breast pumps, and I was like, all right, deal, <laughs> okay, and sucked in by the breasts. Yeah, exactly. And no, 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 it's, it's super not sexual, but I'm saying like it was just she has a weird face and she looks confused, and she, I was like, I'm in. So by the bizarre, yeah. Uh, all right, I'm, I'm into it. Working moms and started so, rewatching. Is that, huh? is that a, like one season or yeah, it's just, only one season. Just though. got started with that one. Yeah, and oh. then I started rewatching all the Rick and Morty's getting ready for that release. Oh yeah. Uh, what what are they signed to like a thousand episodes? Seven that's crazy man but the word on the street is they're not going to release it in any seasonal order so it's just like they'll do a block of three or whatever one every other week it doesn't matter and they'll just uh, however they feel like doing it yeah but I think that's the future of it just the same way like Netflix will release a block or they'll you know what I mean they'll do week by week depending on what the depending on uh, what content you have and when you think people will want to see it you know Netflix what they do every quarter they will uh, the stuff that they have Mm -hmm. they will change the thumbnail uh, like pretty periodically yeah. to get people to, to click on it. So if you don't click it on the first time around, but then it comes back around with a different thumbnail, then you may click on it then. Yeah. Uh, so that's and I just started rewatching all the chef's tables. I bet I have not uh, watched at all. I've heard so many good things about it. Because Sean Brock just had his release, and like uh, I'm a huge fan of his work like in general. Yeah. And um, uh, like it was really... His his episode is, is a, comes back to what I used to love about chef's table. is like, this this person just beating their fucking body against the wall and getting greatness out eventually. Sure, you know. And there was a the season of pastries like I loved uh, Christina Tosi, but everybody else in that season was like garbage. And oh, then, really? Yeah, there was a couple. I mean, not that they're not good chefs. They're they're talented, amazingly. Mm-hmm. Like Will Goldfarb, mm-hmm. right? He's amazingly talented. I hated listening to him. Is he insufferable? Is, yeah, he's is, just, is he he's full just, of himself? He's, no, no, no. He's just like one of those guys, probably like in the same vein as Warhol or um, you know where is it there. They're they're separate from reality. Mm. They're like so advanced and so weird and off the wall. And what they're doing is so divorced from what everybody else is doing. Is mm. like it might as well not be food. Sure. 
And 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 then when they talk about it, it's not helpful for you in any way. No, like, it's, it's super helpful. It's just his concepts will only work once. Yeah. So like the methodologies, all right, got it. A bunch of savory pastry stuff, and your whole uh, your whole restaurant is nothing but dessert. Awesome. Well, guess what? There's only one. So cool. Yeah. Right. Congratulations, Will Goldfarb. Yeah, but it's a success though. Yeah. No, it's amingly successful. Yeah. No, so, no. So then you need more than one success. What's going on here? Do we have to franchise everything? Right. <laughs> no. Uh, because I'm looking to franchise Cinema Crisp Miso. So yeah. if you'd like to own your own version of this show, I have a pa- I'll, I'll sell you that after. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's a, uh, off my conversation. Uh, so Netflix, you catch up on a lot of stuff on Netflix. Yeah, then. and then I've got to do a lot. Um, last week tonight, John Oliver. Oh always yes. Keep up with that. That's and I've been one. watching a ton of like really. Um, really esoteric, apolitical, and still skeptical, um, like QAnon not, videos. Yeah, yeah, like not not necessarily like uh, conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. but like a ton of like ranty, angry, <laughs> mean nonsense yeah. while I work out. Like it, that's the only thing I can pay attention to. <laughs> okay, so I'm just like on the right. rowing machine, and yes, there you go. That'll get you off. Like yeah, uh, jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams. Like oh, <laughs> exactly. It's right. The uh, that's that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's just something that, that gets me through the workout. Hey, you need something. Yeah. I, uh, I find that I can't do like podcasting when I try running or anything like that because it just doesn't doesn't suck me in enough. And I'm too aware of my body and the pain that I'm in. I'm like, this sucks. I'm well, I, I listen to podcasts from the moment I wake up until I go to work, and then it's music while I'm at work. And okay, then, and then home cleaning and cooking and everything's all podcasts. Uh, top three podcasters is now go. Uh, stuff they don't want you to know. Um. Uh, Bastards, what's it? Uh, Behind the Bastards okay. and uh, David Chang. Man, I, haven't, I don't listen to any of those. That's wild. There's a million billion podcasts. It's, it's so like, stupid. I mean, like Hysteria why, 51. Why, why do we keep adding more, Elliot? What are we doing? Well, no, because <laughs> I, it's one of those things where, uh, again, the callback Warhol so quickly, it's like he said, you know, everyone's going to get their 15 seconds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, now we have, and he may not have envisioned this, but like, now we have so much space and the world has become so small that mm. your access is unfettered. Yeah. yeah. So like, but then that 15 is getting cut down to 10, so 5 is getting shorter yeah, and shorter for people, a lot of people. I mean, like, you know about this. Like, I tried to do a version of offcuts before this. So, like, yeah. I already had one failure yeah, true. before it even got out of the can. That's true. And, like, it made our work on this one better because we knew where the line was. You yeah, know? because you knew what you were, what you wanted to do and how you could get about it. And yeah. uh, sometimes you do need to, to jump in and fuck it up first before you can do it right. A lot of times, though, when we do that, we do it online, we do it in front of other people, and then they see our fuck up. Like, God damn it. No well, one saw that one though. No, I mean, no I, if, if we could, it was we unreleased. Could, <laughs> if we could get figure out a way to like cut out the horrible, horrible rants of me talking trash about one specific restaurant. There's one that comes up every single episode because I was really mad at them at yeah. the time, and they've since gotten a little better. But whatever. Well, you can uh, just just throw a quick update out there. It doesn't, doesn't have to go back. Well, no, because it, goes, so it goes through a roller coaster ride of like. Everything was bad, and I had one good experience, and then I got food poisoning. And fuck this! Ah. Like I think one of the bartenders is hot, and I'm trying to bang her, so I'm back there eating. Ah, it. I'm not going to eat this food. This shit's garbage. Like it's a whole thing that runs through, and it's like, oh god, okay, well, well, if you keep it real, I think everyone will just appreciate that. They'll go along with the yeah. ride for you. They'll go along with the roller coaster ride. Maybe you just got to make it a regular segment. Go in the opposite direction of your gut instinct. Make it a regular segment. Here's my update on how I feel. I mean, about this place this week. It's good. I've had like a lot of failures before coming up to this one, though. Right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. no. You gotta, you gotta fail before you succeed, and sometimes you never succeed. But at least you can say you tried, right? I think I saw mm. that on a right. pillow once or a right. Hallmark card, yeah. something uh-huh. like that. Yes, I think my mom. I told think me the that opposite once. is true. You should find out what you're not good at and fucking never do that again. You know what? That too. <laughs> what that? On that note, I'm gonna take a break so I can <laughs> fill up my drink, get some more alcohol because I know I'm good at that. Uh, let's take a break here, um, Drew. 
I don't know what I was going to say there. I was just addressing All right. So, just a guy, we're going to take Good a break. Job. LA, we're going to be right back. We're going to talk about offcuts. We're going to talk about some news stories here, some things that debuted at CinemaCon. And uh, we don't have any emails, so. Uh, I could write you one real quick. Nah, nah, nah. nah I'm nah. mad. <laughs> we got an email from our guest, Elliot. How's it going? <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he's mad. We'll find out about what after the break, maybe. All right. <laughs> Episode two, shit, what, what, ha, ha, 300 and what? 326. Come on, Chris. That's a lot of numbers. That's a lot of numbers. 326 weeks up. Let's do another 326, Drew. What do you say? Fucking no. 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 You don't want to hit, okay. No. I do not want to be... You don't want to podcast for another 326 weeks? No. Look, let's just... It's another five years, Chris. Uh, a whole other conversation aside. Will you sign these papers here real quick? No. Mm-hmm. Not just sign no, them I will on not. the dotted line. No, indentured servitude? <laughs> uh-uh. I'm not signing any paperwork. Well, indentured servitude would imply that he's getting some monies out of this. Not unless my... Uh, not unless you're receiving education. That's called an internship. All right, we'll just, we'll just call it pirate slave. How about that? Mm. That works, too. Yes, he is our cabin boy. Is that why Matt's called cabin boy? Was he? Ooh, Chris Elliott. Uh, or Chris Elliott. Well, he was a real cabin boy. He was David Letterman's cabin boy. <laughs> Someone had to keep David Letterman warm uh, while he was waiting to record uh, a giant snow cone that spits well, tobacco. Now he is. <laughs> See that beard? That thing's yeah. crazy. That thing, he's a wild he looking dude. He looks no, like, and my guest needs no introduction. No. Is that what you're talking about? No. Oh, yeah. His new show? Yes. Mm. Which I haven't watched yet. It's good. Is it good? I mean, I watched the Obama one and the Howard Stern one. I mean, he did get Oh, like, and the Malala one, which I didn't know who she was until I stayed in a nice little bubble. Oh, really? You didn't yeah. know about the whole no. uh, I am? She had a... Shot her in the face a bunch? Yeah, shot her in the face because she dared to want to go to school. Uh, they, they put out a documentary a couple years ago that got yeah. a lot of got a lot of traction. For the record, I'm on her side. I just didn't know about yeah, it. Yeah, no, I'm saying, yeah, no, it's fine. No, it's great. <laughs> White privilege is a great thing. American uh, privilege is great. We, we're, we're, we're all, we, no, have, we have so many different privileges. Where I we don't, don't have, have to... cable and I work 80 hours a week. Who's yeah, exactly. There this? you go. So you don't need to... No one needs to tell you about Malala. No, but yeah. then it's cool, though, that they see it. That's a cool day. That, uh, I need to watch that show. Yeah, that's good. He does, did he do one with, like, Oprah? Like mm, He did one with uh, Jay-Z. That was a good Jay-Z, one. Jay-Z, there yeah, you go. It's like only, no. like only the biggest people. No. Uh, no. Why would anyone else even bother? But that's the thing. We all got to bother. We all got to try. Um, you ever go to? I saw Conan O'Brien once when he did the the Late Show. Go go! Before he moved out to uh, the West Coast and uh, that whole Tonight Show tobacco. I saw him in like '98. Chris Kattan was 
one of the guests. Nice. And then whatever happened to that dude? Um, retired. Corky Romano too never got off the ground. Killed him. Unfortunately. No. Yeah, maybe maybe you yeah. killed him trying to get it produced. Um, I'm actually a fan of Corky Romano. That movie is so. That's the one where he's in the FBI, right? Whatever. Yeah, I don't think he's. Yeah, he is in the FBI. His family is like the mafia. And, his and he's going undercover. And it's Chris Penn and Peter Berg. And there's this running joke about the movie about how Peter Berg is illiterate, but he tries to hide it from mm. everyone. And uh, who played the dad? God damn, what a corny movie. Uh, I love the fuck out of it. It's so good. <laughs> it's, so good. it's so bad. It's so good. Um, let's do some plugs. Drew, where can people find you online? At, at Anti Hero 401. and Instagram. Follow at Drewster Cogburn on Twitter. It's not me, but they do a better job. Yo, it's a pretty good account, though. Twist Drewster Cogburn on Twitter. It's a good account. Hit me up on Twitter at I am Chris Crespo. Are you on Twitter? No. No. Twitter. You're on Instagram. Yes, a lot of Instagram. Salt Forge. Yep, Salt Forge. It's a good name. Thank you. It's the name of my fermentation collective. Is it really? Yeah, my original Instagram account was Dumb Dicks. <laughs> my mom was like you can't do that <laughs> that's good yeah uh i mean if you want to make money is uh, actually i'm not trying to make money but like so there's a band a that's local fair. band uh called primary colors and their alter ego was gay dicks okay okay it's a awesome like they were so fucking talented um but i just thought it was funny to say dumb dicks and then you're the yeah. dumb dicks instead yeah. of the gay dicks mm-hmm. uh but now it's salt forge it's salt forge yeah and, and uh, uh, so what's the uh what's the fermentation collective what's that all about so originally we took um like leftover vegetables from all the local farms that we work mm-hmm. work with and we would take their like unwanted stuff or seconds anything that was ugly and we'd ferment it and then we'd give it back to them nice. and we'd take like 15 to 20 percent of it like either to eat or to sell or whatever mm-hmm. using uh, we were at the bison at the time okay and um so it was just that it was a way for us to experiment with zero culpability mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's <laughs> huh. like uh it's like these weed guys have all these shavings what am i gonna do with these shavings and they yeah. find out all these different crazy things with them you have the leftover it is crazy how uh, consumers don't want we've been trained to not want ugly vegetables mm. it's really weird yeah so if like a carrot looks weird or a potato doesn't look just right it's like nope it well, goes in the trash pile think about all the heritage stuff now it can be I mean relatively speaking it's hideous it's not picturesque anymore. like yeah. like heirloom tomatoes they yeah, look they like look all bulbous and, and weird yeah. yeah that's true too maybe people are finally coming back around one of the benefits a lot of detriments about Food Network and the rise of like food star culture but one of the benefits is that people are like more willing to elevate their own personal palates in the name of like being yeah, but a little bit of knowledge is fucking dangerous. Yes, yes. it is. It's hey, fucking that, terrifying. That's one of the truest things ever. Yeah, especially <laughs> when you're dealing with them as customers and uh, they think they know what's going on. Mm. It's it's you know. it's when they get real cocky about it. Sure, but I think like um, they they mean well, and but, that's that's the thing. Is like they're mm. trying, but people's best sometimes is like so far below. Yeah, but mm. you, yeah, but. Do you know how many episodes of Alton Brown's show I watched? Do you know how I've many? watched all of them. A shitload, that's yeah. A, that's a good show. Um, what was it called? Uh, you have Good Eats. And good then, Eats. Yeah. Good Eats. I was going to say Good Taste. No, no Good, good eats. eats. Yeah, Good Eats. He's uh, relaunching it. Is he? Oh, nice. I'm surprised yeah. he even stopped it. Uh, he probably just got bored for a while, but now he needs the money. Well, he, he lost a bunch of weight, and I think he was going through a divorce at that time, and then he started doing um, oh. Cutthroat Kitchen. Yes. He was on um, and the then, Iron Chef. He was the announcer. Yeah. yeah. And he did the next uh, next Iron Chef or the next Food Network, Network was star. using them like wherever they could yeah. for sure. I mean, why not though? He's a he's a popular guy. He's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm a fan. I like I you know I remember watching Food Network back in the mid '90s, mm. and that was like the first time that back then I was like, oh, I Ming Sai and Bobby Flay, yes, all, or Mario uh, Batali he, and Alton Brown, Emerald Lagasse, Yan Ken Cook, you ever yeah, watch? man, yeah. that guy's like bah, 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 the way he cut the stuff super fast, and and he played into that Martin gimmick. Yan, yeah, yeah, Martin Yan. He was yeah, one yeah. of the first guys that you well, he's probably the only guy you ever seen on TV using a Chinese cleaver. 
Yeah. It's a really, really rare. Oh, really? Use. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I don't know how many people ever noticed that, but. I haven't noticed that. He uses a Chinese cleaver exclusively because that's his style. What makes the Chinese cleaver different from a good old USA cleaver? So, like, a meat cleaver in America is, like, thick and heavy. It's based on a lot of the European styles, like, mostly French. Okay. It's going through bones and shit. But, oh, like, a Chinese okay. cleaver is midway between what would be an Amer- like a European style cleaver and mm-hmm. what we call an akiri. It's a Japanese only vegetable cleaver. Okay. So it's just lighter than lighter, smaller, not it's meant so much for thinner bones. blade. Is um, it for like, uh, and, but it's still tall. Whereas an akiri is, uh, the profile is much smaller. Is it meant more for fish? Is that one? No, no, no. You can break anything with it. So the Chinese people only use like two knives. They have like a pairing style petty knife and then yeah. a Chinese cleaver. That's it. Well, if they only need two that's knives, then so why is everyone else walking around with these things that they run out the whole carpet bag <laughs> of like 22 knives? I mean, I've got a ridiculous collection. That's what I'm saying. I'm sure you do, man. How yeah, can but we... there's a Chinese cleaver in there. <laughs> then what do you need anything else for? <laughs> because it's a, st- it's a stylistic choice. Yeah, yeah. No, I and like uh, throughout my career, I've gone from really, really heavy like clubs, basically. Yeah. Just really heavy knives, and now I only exclusively use lasers. You used to cut meat with a blunt force trauma? Just no, they're, they're real they're real thin, but just behind the edge, and everything else is real weighty. Yeah, sure. Uh, man, you could spend a lot of money easily. Mm-hmm. I have spent a lot of money. Actually, you have, yeah, yeah. Already doing it. Drew has even spent his little, little share. Mm-hmm. But how long have you had your knives for? You've been using the same knife set for a while, haven't you? Uh, I mean, I was until I... Just oh, you, you, you of, just uh, it was, yeah, it was time. You just re-upped on it. What'd you get? Uh, I got a set of globals. Oh yeah. No. How do you like them? I I like the weight and I like them. What the problem with me for my knives was always it was never the blade. I'm really good about taking care of my blade. It was always the handle that would go to crap eventually. Really? With either the studs or it would crack. It would chip. This, that, the other. Mm. With the global, you know, I'm giving it a try because it's just it's one piece of metal. The whole it's thing. Actually, not. So it's I, not. I, it, no, no, it's a fused metal. It's force welded. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. you have a softer steel as a handle, and the handles are filled with sand. Are they? Yeah. Interesting. So uh, somebody actually gave me a global petty back in the day, and I uh, I filed down the profile, changed the top end of it, filed the choil and spine, and then drilled a hole in the uh, handle and drained out the sand so it was perfectly balanced because all the globals are heavier on the handle than yeah. they are on the. No, yeah. Spine. I mean, I noticed so, that when I put it on my finger. Would, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So right? they sit behind what a normal mm-hmm. Japanese knife would. There you go. That's knife talk with there Drew and Ellie. That's the <laughs> debut of our just, newest PFT show. It's going to be a mini series for yeah. sure. But yeah, you, we guys are definitely going to do a knife 400 show. 400 part episode. 400 part episode. <laughs> it will culminate with a forge and fire style. You guys will break down knives oh, and, and right. make your own. But you have to do it with big lighters. Right. Um, speaking of PFT shows, off cuts. Yes. All right. We are seven. Show. Episode seven came out. There is no episode two. Don't worry about that, people. That's explained <laughs> at the beginning of episode three. Uh, when I saw Steve put up the episode said three, I was like, I almost texted him like, yeah. shit, you fucked up. I was like, wait a second. Let me no. give this a listen. And sure enough, I was like, guys, episode two. Got a little wine yeah. crazy. There was Sandman a, ended up on the floor. There's some spilled stuff. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, uh, I saw the picture. Von Taborski, right? Yeah. Okay, so. Hell yeah, Scott's a good conversation. Yeah, so his episode, I think it's episode 100, he planned on getting drunk and then he got blackout drunk and he released it anyways. <laughs> And I don't know how much of that it's... Pu- he does talk about it, but I don't know yeah, he does. his editing is public knowledge, but like he said he had to cut it really, really judiciously. Yeah, it's a fine quiet. Yeah, it's a fair how to make it work. You gotta be yeah. careful. But, when you're, you're uh, drinking I mean, podcast. you can ask Etchy. Our stuff is fairly well uncut. So it's like... No, I'm listening to it. It, it was it, rough. And it's, uh, it's like you guys sit down and you just go for 20, 30 minutes and I ain't hear no edits in there. It's, no. uh, it's good stuff. I, I'm enjoying the show. Uh, it's funny, it's fun, it's informative, it's got an ethos. I like when you're talking about 
uh, unethically sourced foods. I'm all about the outrage <laughs> of that kind of stuff. I listen to that while I'm eating my 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 double stack from McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Talk about that. How this is bad for me <laughs> and the environment. Um, I'm a big fan of the show, man. Thank you. Yeah, I yeah. Think it's a... people should listen to it. I'm glad. Like it was really uh, a weird like two days ago now. Mm-hmm. Somebody came up and recognized my voice. Ha ha! Hey, yeah, it's beginning they to happen. There you go. They had a Tom and Dan shirt on, and they were like, "Yeah, I heard Tom and Dan, and then I loved your show. I listened to it. I loved your show." I was like, nice. "Jesus Christ, is this going to start happening?" Yes, yes, yes and it is. At the is. same time, I was like, "Oh my God, the warm <laughs> feel like somebody recognized my voice." Yes, yeah. uh, I had that happen uh, <laughs> once at a bar. I was at a work event, and my like the work people at this time they had no idea what I. I was doing this when I was on the radio. Mm. They had no idea that I was on the radio once a week on SBK Live, and uh, I'm at the bar. We're just like talking. The bartender has his back to us, so he hears us talking like this embodied. And then he turns around. And he's like. And then he recognized me. He's like, are you on the radio? And then we had to sort of figure it out for a second. Mm-hmm. It's like, are you Curtis, sir? They're like, no, I'm not Curtis, no. sir. Oh, Curtis is cool. Curtis is a man. Um, but uh, And then the guy sitting next to me, I was like, yeah, we had a little conversation. Like, yeah, that's me. I'm on uh, uh, SBK Live. He's like, yeah, yeah, I love that show. And then he went off to you know work. And then I look at the two dudes sitting next to me, my coworkers, and they're like like sitting like two, like, leaning two feet back. Like, what? <laughs> what? This is a celebrity, blah, blah. I'm like, guys, it's just a fucking stupid radio show. Relax. <laughs> like, I talk about movies for, for 45 minutes. It's, it's no big deal. It's more than most people do. You know what? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you for making me feel better. I appreciate that. Man, I miss I miss doing that, dude. I miss doing an SBK Live show because I could just show up, do my thing, and then leave. Yeah. And then they handled everything, everything else. else. Oh, God, it was fantastic. Now you got to touch computers and shit. Man, and I, I got to figure out like what's going on. My own social media. Get out of here with this crap. Uh, SBK still doing the Soul Brother Kevin show out there in uh, Tampa. People, oh, very nice. People should check that out if they can. I don't still, know how. Is it still on the bone? It's on the bone, and their app is garbage. Mm. It's so bad. So. Are they still? Are they part of the iHeartMedia group? No, I think that's Cox Media. Right. I believe yes. That's why you can't get that stuff on on iHeartMedia. It's their rival. No, it's their competitor. And uh, so they your Clear Channel owns both anyway. You would think so, but no. <laughs> At this point in time, yeah. Um, but they saw what was happening with 1041. Like we can do that. The, mm-hmm. the bone, and they're actually I think doing it better. They're, oh, they're doing it better than Real Radio has, which is a bit of a bummer. But uh, anyway, shout out to SBK. He's the best. Uh, people listen to offcuts. Yeah, you got Rob Chase in there from mm-hmm. Digress Wine. Yeah, uh, keeping everyone all wined up. And uh, oh, yeah, Mark Baricelli. He was looking at the picture on Instagram. I was like, why was everyone shirtless? And I had to explain, <laughs> uh, I had to explain yeah, the whole yeah, thing yeah. with Steve oh. Like he's always shirtless, and he's always. like, and then you know how Mark is. He looks yep. at me, he's like, so people show up to his house, and he's shirtless, and they yeah. just. He usually has okay a robe with on. It. No, he usually has a robe on to start. I explained yeah, and the robe. Starts with the robe. The robe I, comes off. I explained the Did you thin ever robe. Notice? <laughs> Did you ever notice though that like when when Etchy has the robe on all the way, his belly looks bigger, and then he takes the robe off, and there's no belly. Yeah, it's like where did the belly it's like go? Like a phantom it's, belly. It's, it's, weird. it's because he has that that. Uh, the, the, rope be- the belt it? part gotcha. is like double wrapped around him. Gotcha. Uh, that's um, who's the thing is the big Lebowski. This guy, I'm like, Seriously. be a professional. He lives by his own rules. Yep. He, he does, but his editing is stellar. Like he's doing it live and changing the whole thing. It's great. He knows what he's doing. He's yeah. a, he's a great business partner. Also, he's doing a great job with. Um, we put out some promo videos. People can check that out. I never promote this stuff. PFTV. If you go to our website, PFTV on top. 
Uh, we put out promo videos for Kiss My Art, and then also episode one of Kiss My Art is out there with Boris and Marla, who were just our guests. Well, that was last just week. last week, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so episode one is out now, and he's helping with all that stuff, and we're going to start producing new episodes of that show. Plus, we have um, Elliot. It's, it's coming, man. I know we shot that like five years year ago. ago. Yeah. But episode one featuring Orlando Meets uh, will be coming out. We're, we are aiming for the end of April. That will be coming out for sure. I think back on it, and I think I was like in a really weird mood I hadn't slept or anything I think I stumble and babble a lot we had you guys <laughs> come in on your day off you know uh, Edgar was like you guys gotta come do this and uh, we super appreciate you guys yeah, doing it and um, I just think I sound dumb if I remember correctly no we edit around that stuff okay, you, you'll yeah. sound great yeah. you, you and, D- you and it on post. it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic as long as we can get all the the uh, the air conditioning stuff out yeah, we're good fridges. to go no it's gonna it's gonna be great looking forward to that coming out and uh, yeah I think we have that's all plugs. Then go to Orlando Meats. People go there, eat goddamn food stuff. Get eat some meats. meats. Get some delicious meats. They make their own sausage. The uh, medium rare burger has taken the town by storm. Uh, what would you recommend? <laughs> I saw you putting out what you're making your own mortadelle. That's your son yeah. over there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've gotten into a lot of like emulsified sausages lately just as a study. Yeah. And um, so we've down that path at the moment. And like we're coming into spring. So there's going to be a huge influx of fermentation. Plus working with Sam from Nearby Naturals. Yeah. A bunch of mushroom stuff. Uh, so we lacto and koji fermented mushrooms coming. You guys are always yeah. doing, uh, always pushing it over there, you know? Like, I love the the gimmick of the Valentine's Day, yeah. well, the several-course heart meal. Actually, um, uh, Brendan from Bungalower was the one that came up with that, and he just said, hey, you want to do it? And I was like, yeah, fine. Yeah. He's like, oh, he wanted Smart one guy. He wanted one heart, or one or two heart dishes, and we ended up doing nine all, <laughs> all heart-related. That's amazing. Uh, what was your favorite dish of that one? The first, the the amuse bouche. The um, it was a a Chesapeake Bay oyster with duck heart XO and a pickled green strawberry. Like it was so Damn. perfect and clean. I don't think like it was a mistake to put it at the beginning because there's nothing to fucking top. Damn. Like, it was, Wait, it was so perfect. the the heart was in XO mm-hmm. like sauce form? Yeah, you had you had to uh, emulsify it down. I didn't do no, that. No, no, no. So it's uh, so de- XO traditionally is like a, it stands for extra old. Yeah. Okay. So it's just like a bunch of random old charcuterie and like traditionally they have um, uh, like dried scallops and dried shrimp mm-hmm. and whatever. Um, so we've taken that same basic structure and we use it a lot of different methodologies to make sauces. So it's like, think of it like a meat relish, a fermented meat relish. Okay. Okay. I'm into it. That and like a nice, like salty, briny, clean oyster with a little bit of minerality to it. And then like a pickled green strawberry just to finish everything. Uh, I I don't know if Chris can eat raw oyster, Mr. I don't eat seafood over here. What the fuck? Yeah. I'm not a seafood guy, man. Why though? You know? No, we get, we have this, we have this discussion now. Why? Why? Because uh, I don't like why? the way you know, the texture. He, 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 he doesn't like the smell. He doesn't like the taste. He doesn't smell, like the though. ocean. And it's, well, it's not like I haven't even Are tried. You, you watch two Jaws too much or what? Man, I love Jaws. Shark, the, shark the puss. That's uh, orca. You ever seen orca? Man, yeah. that thing gives birth to its baby on mm-hmm. the deck. It's like and it cries. Um, Drew, see me. I mean, I've given more than a fair share. If and it's deep fried, he loves it. Obviously, fry anything it, deep fried, it. I can do. I've had deep, fr- fresh deep fried catfish nuggets. I'm like, yeah, because it just like melts in my mouth and it's gone. And it tastes more like the goddamn sauce I dip it in than fish. It seems like a cop out, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That, that's uh, when I then tried uh, fish that is like d- prepared different ways. We were doing Blue Apron for a while, yeah. and I was like, I was cooking them at home, and uh, and I was like, here we go. I'm eating this shit, and like and halfway halfway through the dish, can't. I'm like, I'm just, I'm, I, it's, really? yeah, my body, my mouth is. is rejecting. I'll this eat stuff. your 
portion then. Fuck the, it. Hey, you know what I would do? He would get the double fish portion. I would mm. just buy myself a, a piece, piece of chicken, chicken yeah. do the same recipe, but just substitute the protein. Bam. I had myself a delicious meal. There you go. That Blue Apron stuff was actually pretty fun. Yeah, that, was, that was pretty good. Did they that. sponsor the show or something? No. Uh, they should. They I fucking wish. should. And they do podcast sponsor. So you know what? Do I'm, I'm going to yeah. cut this part out. I'm going to send it to them as a proof. If that this is what you get. This yeah. is what, this is the kind I'm of, still trying to get Perrier on offcuts. It's the only thing I drink. You're trying damn hard. You got some right there, as a matter of fact. Peach, brand new flavor. Ooh. You know, I'm not the big fan of peach flavored stuff. What? Yeah, peach is... All right, we're going to have fucking have it out here. <laughs> First off, science... Chris Risk has Elliot. First off, science flavors, man. Science-y flavors? Okay, so the the way Perrier cuts it is like very similar to like LaCroix, which I'm sure everyone's going to say it's LaCroix, but LaCroix... Whatever. I refuse. Yeah. And, That's um, how the word is pronounced. So in French. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's from like Kentucky or something. And I think they have like a video on their website that says it's pronounced LaCroix. Oh, whatever. Who cares? Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> then it might as well be LaCroix. Might as well be. No. Yes, I agree. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. if we're going to go all the way. So, anyways, um, Perrier does their flavorings in much the same way. And mm-hmm. some of their stuff is science y in like it's, it has a chemical taste to it. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. reminiscent of like Jolly Ranchers. So, oh, like they have like okay. green apple. Yeah. The strawberry one straight tastes like chemicals. Watermelon's really, really good. Mm-hmm. And then peach, and again, is reminiscent of like. Those peach ring gummies, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, yeah. the way it is. Like minus sugar. Interesting. Uh, and yeah, yeah, like that is it because it's a childhood thing. It's making you think of eating candy as a kid. Well, I, I mostly drink the straight flavor, but like mm. when when the new one comes out, I'll drink it. So like, I was on watermelon shot. for a while, and mm. I just got this peach one. It's the second one I've had. No, but I drink like know. a case and a half to two cases a week. Wow. I- that is a lot. I stick to uh, lime flavored myself because mm-hmm. that's the best. Have you had the Topo Chico for lime? Adding vodka to no. What's that one? Topo, Topo Chico. Topo Chico I'm lime. Into they only sell it in Spanish neighborhoods. So I got to so, go to a Bravo. No, like yeah, like the Spanish uh, or the Seven Eleven by the uh, airport. Okay, has it. Okay, I don't know where else. Probably that though. But and to then, get a big bottle, we're gonna have to buy a whole bunch of them. No, it's a on. it's like a twenty ounce or whatever. Twenty ounce. Mm-hmm. I have to buy a whole bunch of them. No, I have not had this one. What's, what makes it so good? It's just Topo Chico lime. <laughs> really? That's it. That's yeah. all it is. That's all it is. Uh, I mean, it's, it's pretty descriptive. All right, that's good to know. It's good to know. Um, people, local yokels, go eat at Orlando Meats. Everyone else. Do you have like a big audience outside of the? Uh, yeah, New York, L.A., Canada? Chicago, really? we got listeners in Colombia, Canada, France, really? uh, Japan, yeah, Germany. Yeah, what? Yeah. That's crazy. How do you do that? Uh, the internets. Internet. Oh, yeah. Plugging away. Plugging away. Doing other podcasts. Going on Doug Loves Movies. That helped. That, yeah. Um, people move. People listen here, uh, then move away, and then they bring a show with them. Uh, that's at least how we have half of our listeners in no. L.A. or people who used to live here. Nice. Uh, oh, yeah, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Famous as a motherfucker. Trying, man. All sorts. Trying in, in, a, in a certain way. Like I said, one guy recognized my voice once. You know how fun yeah. that is. That's good times. Uh, okay, I got a couple stories here. First off, it looks like Vin Diesel may be joining the Avatar universe. What? Wait, what? Yes, Vin are Diesel. Are they redoing Avatar? Uh, James, James Cameron Two, is... Two, three, and four are all being filmed simultaneously. The, the motherfucker... Disney confirmed uh, There wasn't Avatar. a Pocahontas 2, 3, and 4. Where are they going to get the source material? I don't know. <laughs> You know oh, what? F- fern Gully? Yeah. No. Where the red fern grows. Mm-hmm. Uh, just imagine Dancing Captain with Wolves. Captain Planet. Imagine Dancing with Wolves, but underwater. That's yes. where we're going with Avatar. Oh, Avatar is underwater this Avatar time? Avatar yes. 2, they're going underwater. Please tell me it's a water world riff. Hopefully. Okay, That'd here's how James Cameron, James Cameron described it this way. For the first Avatar movie, it took place on this planet, mm-hmm. right? Pandora. Navi? And oh, the, that's the people. Yeah, the Navi are the people. So we saw their story with that home tree and all that all stuff. Right. So now he wants to continue telling the stories of stuff that happens on this planet. But it's as if, okay, so he's telling the 
story of planet Earth. Here's some shit that happened in Florida. Now we can talk. Here's a story about some shit that happened in Italy. Now here's some shit that happens in the Mariana Stretch. It's like he's exploring the world of Pandora. So may I suggest to James Cameron that mm. he just gets David Attenborough and we do a documentary yeah, about called Pandora. Pandora. Dude, that would be... Can we just do that before he That'd dies? be awesome. That'd be amazing. That'd be awesome. And then it's just, yeah, yeah. why? Get, let's get the story crap out yeah. of here. Uh-huh. I don't need Sam Worthington. Just show me fake yeah. bioluminescent yeah, animals. Just make me a bunch of weird Florida. creatures with five dicks and like their hair connects and whatever I'm, I'm into it well let's re- go ahead and replace Attenborough with Vin Diesel and who can oh, boys God, wear no. so look at the beautiful and uh, so okay, here's what happened listen J- uh, <laughs> Vin Diesel was on the set of the avatars mm. and they put out an Instagram post with him and James Cameron James Cameron oh they put out a video and James Cameron announced in the video with Vin Diesel uh, what what they say Where's the actual Fast and the Furious crossover? I was about to say. And the journey continues. Dot, dot, dot. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag grateful. Hashtag avatar. That's Vin Diesel on Instagram. Because he's the guy who will hashtag bless his post. Ironically, Um, I hope. I want to. No. What? God damn it. All his movies are about family. I love my family. That doesn't mean anything. Hashtag blessed is still one of the most vacuous things you can ever say. And a guy who who produces the Fast and Furious movies, you don't think he's vacuous? (laughs) Look at those movies. They're yeah, the but it, that's a bunch of closeted guys that want to jerk off to dudes in cars. Like, who, if you're gay and who you're... Who says they're closeted about it? They're very openly, like, <laughs> no, making I'm love say, to those cars. I, no, I'm saying like... the guys that are watching it, the dudes that really get off on watching those movies are closeted homosexuals that, like, really, really, like... Like, uh, when uh, The Rock and Vin Diesel are, like, staring off, they're yeah. straight about to fuck. It's, it's the most yeah. homoerotic stuff ever. Uh I love it. I think it's fantastic. No, it's awesome. Yeah, I think that kind of homoeroticism in movies yeah, is, oh. is like... It's I work like, in a kitchen. It's real gay in there. It's, yeah, it is. It's 300 in a kitchen, right? Oh, yeah. uh, it's it's abs and glistening and they're smacking each other in the ass. Mm. It's a football game out there. And yes, uh, the Fast and Furious is the same way in the... Yeah. When Vin Diesel and The Rock well, square off. spade all, a spade. It's like, look, let's look at these guys kiss and uh, either they're going to kiss and fuck or they're going to fight and fuck. Either way, <laughs> someone's butt is getting penetrated. Yeah. And we're gonna find out who it is at the I, end of this. I thing. respect you. I'm into that. I think it's. I think more movies. Or like what's that the line? Be... Uh, I never met. Or I never believed I'd trust a cop. I never thought I'd trust a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> that is. That's right before you kiss. You kiss hard <laughs> until your lips bust. And, like... and we are talking about Fast and Furious Five, mm-hmm. which is the best one of all. Of them. That's the Brazil one. Yeah, and that's the yes. best. Okay, but that doesn't make any sense because they give up their posh ass life to go. What was it again? The, the to bank be super heist, spies. right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. To be super spies. They give it all up. Yeah, they had the most amazing house so that they can. Get the money to move back into their shitty ass yeah, LA, LA house like and have it blow up in, in like a movie. They drink the next movie. Whatever. It blows up in the beginning of the next movie. Yo, don't think about these things. Just watch the car jump from building to building and then be happy. Can we just it. put some more gay sex in it then? Go one way or the other. I'm fine with that. Yes, right. I'm totally fine with the as a hetero man. Give me more gay sex in my movies. Mm-hmm. That's because you know what? That means more. Good times. I'm looking up here. Oh yeah. So uh, James Cameron said in the video because you said Avatar's two, three, and four. Yeah. I found this fascinating. James Cameron actually said Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5. Uh, Are they recording it in the same, like, uh, vis-a-vis the Back to the Future style? Yes. Or Matrix style, where it's all one contiguous? Yes, they did uh-huh. a shit ton of production, mm. and then they are going to uh, then edit them and do all the special What's effects. What's the timelines for release? Like, eight years? Uh, Avatar 2, currently scheduled for next Christmas. Mm. Avatar 3, the Christmas after that. Oh, so every year. Disney officially greenlit those two movies. Even though James Cameron's saying four and five, Disney has not said four and five. Cameron probably plunked down his own money again like he did with Titanic. Disney owns Avatar now. 
because they bought Fox. Yeah, it's there. It's there. It's they theirs. own it. I'm sure James Cameron has his like legal Just like eagles, Terminator. You know? He put it down. He, what he sold the strip to Terminator for a dollar so he could direct it. It's yeah. the same thing. Uh, but then also he he sold those rights again. The, he lost those rights a while ago, but they just reverted back to him uh, this year, I think, or last year. So yeah, that's why he is involved making in making the, the new one, Terminator: Colon Dark Fate. Learned the title, Drew. That's the title. Learn it. What? Drew. Terminator colon Dark Fate, where Linda Hamilton is back as Sarah Connor. It's just yeah. like Halloween that just came out, Drew. Yeah. This Terminator movie will be a direct sequel to Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Will completely Yeah, there you go. Uh, your your uh wallpaper yeah. for your phone <laughs> is Sarah Connor, T2 Sarah Connor. Well then you're gonna yeah. love this movie, man. Because yes. she's back, she's got short gray hair, she's still wearing the vest, still mm. a badass apparently. Powerful woman. As a matter of fact, uh I mentioned CinemaCon. Mm. They had footage of Terminator Dark Fate for all the uh, exhibitors there. Yeah. So they showed... Um, here's James, Jim, James Cameron's quote. This is a direct sequel to the movies. No, this is uh, Tim Miller's quote. This is a direct sequel to the movies that Jim directed. And even better still, it's an opportunity to bring back the original cast with an incredibly talented group of newcomers. Wait, Schwarzenegger's not in it, is he? Schwarzenegger oh, yeah. is back. Here is a... Model T-101 doesn't get old. Here is a picture of him as yeah, an old man. Yeah, this one does. Ah. All right. He got old in the last one in Genesis. Yep. That's wrong too. Should, Salvation Genesis and uh, what is it? It's Salvation, Salvation Genesis. Genesis. It goes. It goes. Yeah. Rise of the Machine. Salvation Genesis. It should have just been ended the Sarah Connor Chronicles and then now whatever's coming Sarah out. Sarah Con- that never even got past season one on TV. Sarah Sarah Connor. It's Chronicles. hard to say. Man, too. that's hard to say. Yeah, no but Summer Glau and uh, who was Sarah Connor? That wasn't that a uh, Cersei? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then Amelia Clark, another Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. and she regrets doing that Terminator movie. She has been opening like, "I'm glad it bombed, so I didn't have to come back for the next one." Um, this one is that's being... why I always feel so bad about the, all the movie tattoos I have because all the franchises go bad. Like I have a, a Bates Motel tattoo on my ankle for Psycho. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and they fucking did the TV show is garbage. Yep. You didn't like the TV show, the no. Bates Motel show? Yeah, I, hated uh, it. I never bothered watching it, but some people like. I mean, it got to like four or five seasons. It was it? it was the equivalent of the Vince Vaughn remake, where you know what I mean, like where the tasteful the nature, Sand, yeah. yeah, the tasteful nature of what Hitchcock was doing, and then the tawdry bullshit of like the scene where Vince Vaughn's beating off looking through the thing it's like come no. on it didn't need that yeah it's so weird how he's like I'm gonna make a shot for shot remake mm-hmm. of Psycho but then I'm still gonna like add things or things that maybe were implied the first time around yeah. I'm gonna make explicit now it really is an example of how something is done so elegantly the first time and so I'm gonna do the exact same thing and fuck it up and make it gross and weird yeah uh, yeah you should stop getting movie tattoos or things no or maybe maybe you should do you have any Transformers tattoos no there you go let's get one of those I'm on brands now actually are you on brands what yeah. brands are you trying to kill what I, got brand? A, I got lineage and I've got uh, Duke's Mayo. So nice. far. Duke's Mayo. I got some yeah. Duke's in the fridge. Lineage. They're, uh, man, people love that lineage. So good. Uh, Mackenzie Davis, who was in Blade Runner 2049. And uh, what else was she in that lady? The uh, the robot lady, Hooker. Oh. Uh, was she uh, uh, Mad Max Free Road? No. That's someone else. Drew, I know you know this one because we talked about this before. Anyway, she's going to be in this movie. And uh, the dude who was Ghost Rider in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show. The Spanish guy. He's the new Terminator, who apparently he can replicate himself. I'll just look at you quizzically for a while. You know what? It's a Terminator movie. It's coming out. James Cameron's involved. Okay. It's directed by the guy who did the first Deadpool. That's all you need. Yes. That's all you need. The first Deadpool. It's an enjoyable movie, man. Okay, so I would love it more if it wouldn't inherently make me white trash. Like, at a certain point, just love... like. What, Deadpool? Yeah, just wearing too much Deadpool accoutrement makes you white trash. Oh, sure, sure, sure. If you have a Deadpool tattoo, Uh you definitely live in a trailer. 
You like you like ICP? No. Yeah. Oh. I was about to say there's a lot of crossover with the ICP fans. I hate that, though. man. But it's no. the same thing with like Tool fans. Like yeah. I love Tool. Yeah, but you I can't be that guy. All though. the fans. No, yeah. uh, don't admit to you it. You don't like, want to be that guy. Yeah, Tool fans are douchey, and yeah. even Tool itself is like, eh, but still, the music God. is amazing. <laughs> but what are you gonna do? Top best concert. Top was it? Yeah, best concert I've ever been to, man. Oh, really? God, so good. Yeah, I saw him. Schism tour back to back in Tampa and UCF, and uh, man, it was wild. That they they played most of uh, Lateralus, mm. and uh, but they threw in some amazing songs Stuff from Anima, uh, Anima, and um, off Opium. of Opium. Undertow. Opium. They played everything off. Did something nice. off of everything. And the second night in Orlando, I was actually paying attention to what they were playing on tour uh-huh. uh, through some website and um, it was only the second time that entire tour where they played uh, Sober. Okay. They played Sober in New York City on their second night at MSG and then for whatever reason they played it in Orlando. I feel like they'd be sick of that one. Exactly, mm-hmm. which is why they never played it but they right. still were like, we'll play it a couple times and one of the two times I saw them on that tour it was one of the nights they happened to play it so I was nice. like, holy shit. But then they did fucking stuff like uh, 46 and 2 mm. and uh, you know, like non-radio hits and things. It was like, this is fucking yeah that and when I saw Pantera at the Hard Rock Live it was the top three concerts I've ever been to for sure Uh, what you talk about though on the show before that's old news Uh, I have this story here this movie that debuted at CinemaCon the footage debuted I haven't heard of it I am now super excited for it (laughs) Alexander Aha he's the guy who did uh, mostly horror Hot Tension The Hills Have Eyes he did Piranha he did the French High Tension or the remake the French one. He did the okay, original good. one. That was the movie that, that like... That is the best female masturbation scene in any film ever. <laughs> there you go. People look up Hall Tension. High attention for uh, what Ellie calls it. Which, pull, pull, which? Pull, put it on the box. Best female masturbation, masturbation scene Also, ever. I feel like a philosophical and... Or a philosophical prequel to Jeepers Creepers. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, without the um, implied... The, the implied grossness of the director being a child rapist. We didn't find out till yeah, later. That was after the fact. You can enjoy Cheapers Creepers on its own merits without yeah. knowing. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's different. Okay, so Aha, those weird movies. Piranha, he has experience mm. with aquatic horror. Mm. All right. Piranha the sci-fi is straight to DVD one? Or straight no, to the uh, Piranha, the first Piranha 3D that came out with, uh, that was at Sun Lake Tahoe. Mm. Uh, Richard Driver's yeah, in the, in the beginning. Yeah. yeah, Paul Shear is in it. It's a fun movie. Uh, Vin Rames is in it. Yeah. He kills a uh, fish with the yep. thing. Vin Rames has never made a bad film. P- penis floats to the bottom. I, he was, yes. I was just talking about striptease in the first half. You can't say <laughs> things <laughs> like that and then say, all right, I was talking about striptease. Yeah, but dude, fucking the Dawn of the Dead remake. Fantastic, it's amazing, uh, absolutely Redeemed. amazing. Probably Snyder's best movie. Where, weren't we talking about that recently? We were, yeah. Um, Aha's doing a movie called Crawl. Crawl is a movie in which a uh, a young woman races to her father's house during a hurricane because he has to go help him. Mm-hmm. Uh, just as she gets to the house, like things, uh, a flood happens. The house starts getting flooded, and then there are alligators in the flooding waters, and she is stuck in this house with an alligator that's trying to eat her. Cool. Uh, during a hurricane. That's kind of a ripoff of an X-Files episode. Really? Yeah, they're in Florida. There's a hurricane. Okay. House starts to flood and it's eels. Interesting. Ooh, like weird, creepy. <laughs> that, that grosses me out even more than that. Yeah, because I, I have a snake thing. X-Files have has done a thing. lot of stuff. Yeah. X-Files is a wacky-ass show. All right, well, we'll take out the eels. Yeah. We'll take out the screeching the eels. Yep. Put in the gators. You have an Alexander Aha film. Um, they also debuted this other Will Smith movie called Gemini Man. Called Wild Wild West 2. And it's funny, so you mentioned Ang Lee. All right, yeah, well, yeah. We're, this is how we're going to end the show. It all comes back around. You already mentioned Ang Lee. Mm-hmm. Ang Lee's got a movie coming out, Will Smith, called Gemini Man. And uh, I wish it was Wild Wild Does West. Do you have two 2. faces? 
No. Well, it's him and Artemis. He he does have two faces, but that second face is on a whole other Will Smith body. So oh, what happened? No. What ha- happened is this is a movie <laughs> in which is an action movie. Where's the goddamn plot? Sci-fi movie. It was decades in development. Mel Gibson almost worked on it. Clint Eastwood was almost on it for a while. How long ago was Mel Gibson in on this business? It must have been from the 90s. Pre, yeah, yeah, this yeah. must be the 90s when I'm talking about it. Uh, it's the role of an over-the-hill hitman who finds himself targeted by a younger clone of himself. So, so it's Looper and Collateral mixed together. Yes. And awesome. as a matter of fact, the people who saw the footage uh, reference Looper. Like it has a... Uh, and they also reference Blade Runner 2049. It's a Blade Runner looper kind of feel to it. Even though it's an action movie, it still has a sort of like, or altered, what's that? Altered carbon, altered carbon. type of thing. Mm-hmm. There it is. So they're going That was that actually though. amazing. Actually, that was pretty good. It was like all my favorite sci-fi mished all together. What's well, the thing? So I wanted to almost not like it as I was watching it. I was like, all right, you're just taking what's a lot of... What's not to like? That's the thing. It's like yeah. you're just taking a lot of shortcuts by directly referencing all these other great things. But by the end of it, it was like, it still was a good story, good characters, and it was, an, it was well made. Um, so I'm looking forward to and- Altered with, Carbon Season 2 With for that sure. kind of stuff, the, the way it's all set up with the skins and the sleeves, you can throw any actor in anywhere and yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, so that's the thing. So we can find, you can get rid of Joel Kinnaman. It's mm. like, I'm not a fan of him, so I had to get through that the whole time. Oh. Like, this guy sucks. Uh, but otherwise, it's a good... Yeah, give me more of the, the original uh, Takeshi Kovacs guy. Yeah. That guy was fantastic. He was. Uh, that's a good show. I enjoyed it. How yeah. did you feel about uh, Bandersnatch? I haven't watched it right. yet. He's watched it. I, I haven't it was okay. watched it. How yeah. many? How many endings? How much time did you spend on that? Oh, I think I got through the majority. Like I did some research online. I think uh, I only got Peter uh, no, afterward. <laughs> no, afterwards okay. to see because I knew there was multiple endings. <laughs> that's, so that's the but, equivalent of holding your finger in the but, choose your own adventure book yeah. and then man. yeah. But 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 the but the way it works with Bandersnatch, like if you it's. It's not really a choose-your-own-adventure because if you choose wrong, it yeah, spits it puts you, you back, back yeah. out to where you're supposed to a be. A few times. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing. Exactly. When, when, so. my, when my brother watched it, this is part of the reason why I never got around so to it. So like, I only it, missed like one story arc. You missed one thing? Yeah. When my brother watched it, he said every choice, every choice he made was apparently the wrong choice no. that would then send him back. And he got so pissed off after 20 minutes he stopped because I can't fucking have to keep going back and, and re-choosing my choices. Because for him, it became a obvious here is the tree this is what you're supposed to be doing and he kept making all the odd choices that you're not supposed to be making so did you and how many times did you watch it did you do the whole thing or i think i spent four hours on it yeah on a lazy you know monday afternoon and And there's six endings right i i have no idea it was not satisfying to the point where if you would have just taken that whole nonsense and just made a fun uh, little 90 minute movie yeah black mirror movie yeah i'm super into it you would have enjoyed it that way it doesn't need the choose your own adventure game thing, the choose your own adventure aspect of it, yeah. is a cool new aspect to watching film. Except that it's not even that new. No, but I'm because saying because they've like, been trying since like no. at least the yeah, but the 90s, way it's developed to the point where it's it's solid For at home, it's yeah. like lossless. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes, you don't yes, get yes. taken out of it. Sure. Um, at the same time, this may this was too complicated a plot and too nuanced. The subtleties of like, oh, he eats Cheerios or he eats oatmeal or whatever. It's like, mm. why the fuck? Like, give me something a little bit more broad stroke. Something like, that he matters. chooses the path or the path less traveled. You right, know what I mean? Right, right, right. And then it would be nice if then that choice mattered. Yeah. If then you pick the one that's less traveled, and then after five Still minutes, don't like, die. you gotta go back, but and now you gotta go back to the other path. Think about the storage of having to, A, shoot that many different altered yes. full-length films. Yes. You know, and then store it, all that on Netflix's it, servers. That's a true nightmare in so many <laughs> ways. 
pre-post-production, all yeah. every stage is an absolute nightmare. All so of su- it has to be cohesive. And I'm surprised they even do it to begin with. And I think they're going to keep trying this kind of technology because Bandersnatch was pretty popular when keep it came trying, out. Yeah, but not this one. I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see about it. But you know what? I guess that brings us to the end here. So if you guys excuse me, I'm going to turn to the camera. Ooh, where's mm-hmm. the camera? Oh, it's, it's right there. It's right there. There we go. It's time for my final thoughts here. Time for the moral of the episode. What is mm-hmm. the moral of episode 326? Um, ferment your old veggies, for sure. But keep 15% of them. Give away the rest. And finally, don't trust Ang Lee with anything that doesn't involve wire foo. Drew Cogburn, you have a moral? No, I'm good with that. You never have a moral. Yeah, no. You're amoral. I am. Ellie, do you have a moral for today's episode? Chris, uh, you finally figured it out. Try your best to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, deal in good faith with the universe. Okay, yeah, good. Maybe, uh, you know, watch as many movies as you can and don't be so judgmental. I don't know. I get... Oh, hey, 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 it's good stuff. I'll take it. All right, we have some morals. We're feeling good. Uh, that's the end of the episode. Elliot. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you, sir. That was a good time. Awesome. I appreciate it. People, uh, follow him on Instagram, listen to the show, and go eat the foods. Eat, eat more meat. Uh, if you're vegetarian, consider uh, converting back. <laughs> I mean, I we don't have need to for eat a that much meat. Yet. Yeah, you do. Get that. No, you sure you do. No. You, 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 Maybe like five ounces to ten ounces a week. That's not a lot that's of meat. That's not a lot, no. That's not a lot of meat. And that's, had... that's all at work just because I'm tasting shit. I had five to ten ounces uh, for breakfast. This morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. for for dinner, I'm gonna have a rack of ribs uh, coated in. I'd say half pound right there. Uh, uh, coated in turkey, circus sauces, mm-hmm. because I just need more meat on top of my meat. Yeah. Uh, Drew, Chris, thank you. Thank you everyone for downloading and listening. We appreciate it. Uh, share the show with everyone that you know, and sign up for our Patreon to give us your money because we need it. Uh, that's Patreon.com/slash Chris Wadiso. I think we're out of here. You think? Yeah. Or you know? No. Nobody really knows anything. That's the thing. The episode doesn't really end. We just abandon it. Okay. For example. Well, then fuck this. PFT Media Production.